0: the
1: from the Stash app? Rack will take a lead in this haystack. Is the rap clap from the Backlap? Alright, listen, I can't be too loud right now because it's really early. Alright, for real though, cut that, cut the applause. No, cut the applause, you're waking the fucking baby up. God, you're so rude. Alright, listen, I can't be too loud right now because it's really early, but Robo forgot to send me the reminder link, and you know I live and I die by these reminder links, baby. So when you don't send me one, we get what we have here, an episode that started after the episode started. So I'm going to just leave that there and enjoy the rest of the show.
0: Much love, y'all.
1: So right now, it it hurts, right? Like you see mutants, you see skellies moving over. Um, You see a lot of projects, next collections going on polygon. So between like right now and the next collection, we're not getting that next collection. But what we do have is between now and the collection after, so probably two to five months, depending on the project, that's where Stargaze has time to kind of, build and improve, where once that decision comes uh, for the collection after their next immediate one, then you kind of reset that decision. Hey, do we launch on Polygon or do we launch on Stargaze? So that's kind of how I'm viewing it from my point of view. Uh, You know, I've been following the Polygon projects, Uh, a lot of the projects launching over there. they kind of you know like snake oil salesmen, right like it's all hype and then the project is like dead after two weeks um so in terms of the quality i'm seeing over there Polygon's got a ton of hype but it's bringing in a ton of trash as well and it's bringing a lot of rugs uh so short-term hurts medium term i think it's just kind of nice because uh we have time to improve, and that cross-promotion, everyone knows what Polygon is. No one knows what Stargaze is. So my big push is, in the medium term, to hopefully get a bunch of stuff done.
2: Guess who we got in the room? We got the wonderful signal. Hey, uh, this is an interesting one, uh, because of like not really having an association with like Stargaze, for example. Uh, Mol, what do you think, bro?
3: I don't know. Um, my point of view is like a bit more general, I would say, because... I feel like it's not, like, yes, NFT is a big part of Cosmos, that's the thing, but I'm just a bit more worried, more of a general point of view, where there is not that much liquidity on Cosmos as whole. Well. so, and, like, uh, Bonzi spoke about, like, um, having some hype, but at the end of the day, if you want to have, like, some liquidity, you need some hype, and most of the time, it's for sure it's going to have, like, some trash collections and stuff like that, but people want to risk it, and. I don't know. I feel like it's more a matter of liquidity at the end of the day. Maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I'm just seeing like what's happening in Arbitrum. Like in the past week, it was like a billion volume. I know we can't compare ourselves to Arbitrum, but I don't know, man. I feel like it's more a general thing. More liquidity would help more people. So do we need to maybe, I don't know, work on having onboarding new people on Cosmos and showing them like the, the community is strong. It's amazing. Like I'm bonding with people on Cosmos, but we need to like have more people and more liquidity so it's more of a general point of view let's say
2: right we'll go to pepe yeah before we uh, welcome signal oh pepe is balancing work so i will say hello to signal welcome welcome to the chat and then we'll get uh, jacob's answer hello signal so you made it
4: yes i'm here um sorry i had to switch from phone to pc uh but i'm following this question and uh, happy to comment after jacob
2: Lovely, and uh, dude, congratulations on that space last week. Uh, that was an awesome one. That, like, with little G, and the Cosmos Spaces crew. I highly recommend people go back and listen to that if you're interested in this collaboration uh, signals got going on. Yeah, but uh, Jacob, any on the liquidity?
5: I would say I'm kind of between uh, Bonzi and Banzie and Mo. Because you you need liquidity to build anything uh, anyway. But also, you need more feature and stargaze. Yes. So there's a lot of things that people need. Like Saga said, they were going to ship soon. Like the DAO, like the staking and all this. So maybe that might be the cause. Like some people are living because some of the things like I said they were going to deliver. It's not happening soon. As people want them to be. And also the lack of liquidity doesn't help also. Like the perceived notion of everybody. So that kind of hurt also, but I see the long-term Stargates will win, but they, they need to provide more feature on the platform like the UI and stuff like that. So, that's my point, but I'm a big fan of Stargates. I think Stargates might have the chance of becoming the biggest NFT platform on, on Cosmos for a long time. They just need to innovate more like, as of why now. because I will say if they were like another fully great competitive, like, if Blur or any other NFT on 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 Ethereum launch on Cosmos with their on chain, they will take over Stargate. So um, that, that's how I say it. But I think Stargate is is really amazing. So as as of right now, so they need to do better because uh, you never know. Maybe uh, Ethereum platform might want to launch on 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 Cosmos. So that, that's my take.
2: Yeah, I think everybody uh, definitely agrees that like we all like, love gears. I think there's definitely that massive affinity from the entire community, you know? Uh, Signal, buddy? Do you want to wrap it up unless Pepe can be free?
4: Yeah. Um, I, For me on this, it's like, I think one of the issues is that liquidity is spread across the Cosmos ecosystem so much. Uh, and because of that, like, I don't know, I've had, like, personal experiences where, like, I see a collection came out or something, I'm going, like, oh, I want to grab that. And then I, like... I don't know, I don't have enough liquid. And I'm like looking at my wallet seeing okay, I got like three Juno over here. I could swap over and I got like 10 Osmo over here. I can like pull a little bit together. Um, so I imagine that that's a common user uh, issue. And even because, I mean, if you look at the entire ecosystem or across IBC, there's a lot of liquidity, right? But it's not in, in one spot. So I'm thinking that um, I don't know exactly how they'll work on the user end, but I I think the the Stargaze outposts uh will be will be really interesting it might make it a lot easier for people that maybe they have most of their stuff in Osmo to be like dialed in and uh and and, and hop on collections and things like that so i think that'll help with maybe some of the isolation that, that uh, currently occurs specifically for stargaze um, and i i do think stargaze is kind of the the one i'm most uh most optimistic about
5: yeah i'm also excited for the outpost so i, I can't wait I, I'm like, I can't wait for it to launch,
2: you know. Oh, there's someone in the crowd. You mentioned mentioning an outpost, and I bet there's someone in the crowd that's doing, like, like little dance in his, uh, in his house right now, listening to this. Actually, outposts are, are going to come up uh, because I saw the Kujira poll. Uh, sorry, the, the White Wheel or Migaloo poll about Kujira and Stargaz. That was interesting. Right, guys, I'm, I want to come at this from a different angle. Yesterday, uh, on I think it was Jake's like space they were doing the cordon and chill or something. Don Kryptonium had another rant about Stargaze fees. Now we're not going to have the same conversation because we kicked off with that last week with Bonzi at the start, etc. We had a good talk, but my question is: Is this conversation about fees on Stargate ever going to fucking go away? I, I think that's the next like question. What are we, we going to do to end the conversation? Go on, we'll go to Bonzi first again since it's Stargate
1: oh yeah so uh, you know it depends on like the way you look at fees um i long term i think gas turning on gas is a very uh potential like option that may come up i just would not expect it to be near term um between now and then uh you know honestly the listing fee i know that was like a headache in terms of people to look at and people thought it took resources it it didn't so that one is solely for spam and um, the 5% I'm happy with, um, you know, if anything gets looked at next, I think it's going to be tokenomics like as a whole and not actually the fees. I think right now the fees are good enough personally.
2: Yeah, it seems like to me as an outsider, you know, it seems a bit like a fuss about nothing kind of thing. When when I kind of look at it, I'm like, well, it's not like it's gigantic amounts of money or anything, but apparently it does actually like piss people off. <laughs> it's one signal because I know you have collections on there. So we'll stick with you, buddy. What do we got to do to stop this conversation and get over it?
4: Uh, I don't really, I don't believe that you can stop the conversation. I think that people are just always, it's always going to be a discussion point. If you have like small taxes uh, here and there or small fees, it's just going to be something that people latch on I don't believe that it is actually what's, um, like, I don't think it's actually interfering with with anything on Stargaze personally. From a very broad perspective, I think you, you try to build the system so that it, like, at an early stage, it maximizes um, the usability, makes it easier for users and creators. So plan things with that in mind. But I don't think if you're talking about, like, actually changing you know uh, by a few stars or, or whatever it's 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 going to make much of a tangible difference um, and then otherwise i agree with sunny side it's just if there is any question to be had it's maybe a broader question about tokenomics but i don't know i don't know where what exactly the answer is to that at this point
2: well, that's actually perfect. You've actually set, you've finished off with that, because we do have uh, one of our calls uh, that's actually building an NFT marketplace right now, and is about to launch the Alpha on Friday. So, you know, I'm coming over to you, Mull. Mull, uh, did you guys look at the Stargaze model? Is it something when you were figuring out, like, the, the economics of the platform? Is it, is it something you've looked at and went, well, we're going to change this, you know, we're going to start from a, ba- a different base, or or what?
3: Yeah, to be entirely honest, uh, what we did is we, we looked at different marketplaces and like, let's say we did a board with the mini marketplaces and we looked into like what was the tokenomics, what was the fees and stuff like that, and then uh, we ended up like almost scratching everything and we decided to go like let's say a, a very simple approach and we're gonna start on a very specific way. Like we said, there's gonna be like a fee, a listing fee of six Wawa, which is almost nothing. But like it's something I feel like the marketplace when we're gonna have it, it's it's gonna move pretty. I think it's gonna move faster than days, That's a fact. Because if if people are complaining about something and they don't like this, we can always change this change it pretty fast. But anyway, at the end of the day, like I'm, one of the things we also consider we were like. You remember back in the day when you were minting an NFT on Ethereum, it was costing you like fifty bucks and even a hundred bucks for gas fees. But people were still minting. People were minting out, and that's it. So. I don't know, man. I I feel like even if you have like a small fee, let's say uh, 50 cents, something like that, in my opinion, I feel like it should not be maybe a flat amount. Like us at the beginning is going to be a flat amount, but we're thinking more of like maybe a very small percentage, something like that. But at the end of the day, I feel like if the amount is not too big, it should actually make sense because if you want the, the marketplace to be viable and sustainable in the future, you need some fees. But the thing is, you need to also have enough value that's generated from these fees that goes back to the user. So they use your platform and they actually enjoy it. So I don't know. I feel like I'm always answering the question more of a general answer, but that, that's how I see it. Like there's so many marketplaces where it's pretty expensive, like in, back in the days on Ethereum. So I feel like do we actually need to create more intrinsic value for people to use it. And at the end of the day, they won't care about the fees. It's, I
2: feel like it's a very wrong Yeah, yeah. I,
6: I, tell, I, feel, I, tell, I feel like yeah. for me, like, I don't mind the fees. As long as I know where the fees is going and how it's being used. So let's say the fees for like Stargaze or some other NFT marketplace, a portion of that you would use for marketing or onboarding new users from other ecosystems or something tangible, I'm like, hey, I'm paying this fee, but I'm also going to see some return from it. I feel like a lot of times these fee stuff is sort of like a black box. I'm not sure where it's going, how it's being used. So the question of is it too much, too little, you know, it kind of feels weird. It's kind of hard to answer. So I feel like transparency and just figuring out how to properly use those fees. I think, you know, if we had something like that, maybe people would feel more comfortable and sort of see the fees as an investment towards that platform and ecosystem. Oh yeah. yeah. And I can, exactly. That one I can kind uh, of
1: comment on. Like, you can see where the fees go. It's just, like, it's not public knowledge. It's hidden in a, like, mere blog post. Uh, I remember when I had to, like, write up the um the proposal for, like, reducing it from 10% to 5%. I, like, I had to ask because, like, the team wasn't always sure either. I got different answers from the team on where the fees went. I looked, and it's, like, it goes half to the community pool, and then half gets fair burned and fair burned means partially burned partially uh developer royalties which are not always present um long story short the fees are like really problematic they're not really like funding anything they more so than anything could realistically just be removed and just axe it off of inflation and a lot more people would be happier holding stars i think
3: uh, I'll just jump there and uh, I just wanted to say I totally agree with, with what the Rizvi said. Like, I feel like more transparency, but I agree with Bonzi that like it's. I looked into the Stargaze fees and it's pretty transparent, but I feel like if it's if it's going to be used for marketing and stuff like that, that could be also a good option. I don't know what, maybe I'm just going to ask that question to everyone. Like, What do you think if Stargaze would use a part of the fees to actually do more marketing and more onboarding of new users? Would that actually make sense? So.
6: I mean, I think it it definitely would. To me, one of the things I would love to see in the future is I believe that Stargate has the potential of being the NFT marketplace within Web3. So seeing more emphasis on, hey, can we list Ethereum NFTs on Stargate at some point? Can we onboard users over where we pay the fee to bring Ethereum over and buy the NFTs or whatnot? Like trying to figure out how we can, because right now I see Stargate building out cool features and stuff for the IBC. Again, like Cosmos is still a very small ecosystem versus what's out there. So having these fees towards either marketing or onboarding, you know, new users from other ecosystems, I think that would go a long way. And I know this stuff is all transparent, but definitely having it somewhere directly on a site like, hey, this is how the fees are used. This is how much you've accumulated. All that stuff goes a really long way for the average person.
1: Yeah, and I personally would love if it went to a marketing bucket because, uh, like, right now, if any marketing needs to be done, it needs to go through governance. And if you could sidestep governance, however that is, call it a new bucket. It's the marketing bucket that the team controls. I would love that because, like, I, I there's a bunch of things that I want to put forth, but I I can't put forth ideas when we're close to like doing our own collection. Because then, as I found out, like if people don't like it, they will like unstake from you. You know, they'll they'll, like sell. So it makes it like an even trickier situation. So, yeah, if we could sidestep governance and accept the risk that you're going to have to delegate trust to like a group of people to handle the marketing fund, I would I would greatly, greatly prefer that option versus the current, like, setup with the community pool?
6: I mean, a lot of the Stargaze creators live in New York City. Could you imagine we see posters on the subway for, like, Sunnyside Reaper, you know, and other amazing projects on Stargaze? Like, that would blow, you know, people's mind. Like, I definitely agree. Having some dedicated, you know, marketing budget that the team can use to their own discretion to help the ecosystem grow, I think would be a huge, you know, step. Like, we need to get more normal people, like, like what the hell star let me try to come and join this thing and find out more
1: right and just doing something like free badges or free mints so like you scan a qr code right you get kepler and then it's zero cost to get your first item on stargaze just like small things like that would be like really cool and i know grassroots marketing you know it could be super like ineffective but If somebody posts or uh, printed me at least like $30 worth of like sheets to put up, I usually just like go out on walks for fun. I do that all day anyway. Like it would it would just be more of like something for me to do more so than like I would not expect like anyone to pay me.
2: (laughs) So, guys, I was on a I was on a space last night, actually, with uh, archway. Uh, I've been actually getting like more and more impressed with the Archway team recently. And I had like a great interview with uh, Alpha Growth last night. I highly recommend people go back and listen to that, right? But they so were talking about things like outposts and stuff, yeah? Like there's going to be advantages of, say, like a Stargazer outpost on Archway and people just using that, right? Has, has there been any talk, Bonzi? Uh, do you know about the outposts? Because there's a couple of things related to outposts, right? Uh, you know, I haven't heard like.
1: A, a ton like i can't get very detailed on them i i know what the like the concept is and um i i don't know i i guess i would say this i don't think i can add anything more than what most people here already know or they might know more than i do
5: i think, for the, out, yeah, I think for the outpost uh they need ics 720 to be live i think like the intergen NFTs. If I'm not mistaken. So I think after that's done, the art should be live. Um, yeah. So I think that's that's the one thing I think they're waiting for. So I think I guess I'm right. Yeah. So
2: Archway, think- Archway was an interesting one, Jacob, because it sounded like they want people to like come to them, but but they're not interested in going other places if that's what I heard, right? I mean it was late, but it was like they want to leverage people coming to them, you know?
5: Yeah, at the end of the day, like as long as stargaze is everywhere, that's what matters. So <laughs> stargaze can be an outbreak and can be everywhere else. That's good for stargaze and, and stargaze older, I guess.
2: Right? Yeah, there's a, there's a little discussion about that little trio of uh, Juno, osmo, uh, osmosis, uh, and stargaze being a a nice little triangle when it comes to outposts. But I mean, so many people, so many big brains are excited about them, but. I saw a, a poll by Migaloo yesterday, and it was like, you know, where should we, if we're going to deploy on one of these, where should it be? Could you, and I mean, I know Kujira is DeFi related, and obviously Stargate's NFT. Uh, and Migaloo, obviously a DeFi, yeah, but it was like uh, nearly 600 votes, and it was like 70% that was for Kujira. I was a bit surprised. I thought it might have been a bit more balanced, though. No? I guess uh, with that, I mean, I,
1: you know, I actually talked to um... – the guy from White Whale today and got a chat with them because I knew they uh, were talking about Stargaze. Um, still getting information on that, but it, it's just got to be because like the kind of like DeFi aspect, that's got to be like the, I guess, wider appeal probably.
2: That would be my assumption. Yeah, the interest in that. I need to do more homework, me on there, on these outposts and exactly how they're going to be working and set up, you know.
5: Wait, can you repeat the question I was following. My
2: bad. oh dude it was just about the poll like i was quite surprised that like stargaze got thrashed in that uh migaloo uh poll but then again kojira's got like quite a big uh online following but it was like a fair ratio of like 75 percent or something to have like the first uh the first migaloo well which which would be the first outpost on migaloo actually guys that does lead me to something there apparently i heard the other day that there are like uh multiple versions of the same marketplace coming to like what is it luna juno uh migaloo and chihuahua so i don't know if mole uh knows about this i only found out the other day uh i think Pepe, you you know him as well are you there Pepe? because i know you're working tonight yeah are you there buddy yeah i hear what's up uh no no uh uh, uh, bare, bare, uh back, bare bones that is a bad lab backbone lab right uh the grave digger uh yeah yeah the guy's uh skeleton punks yeah, yeah 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 correct uh do you know much about it or not because there's, there's going to be nft marketplaces following the grave digger isn't it
1: uh i don't i haven't followed that too much i mean i know um after nowhere closed their marketplace they open source that uh so i don't know if they just plan to like basically fork the code from nowhere and and launch everywhere or what the deal is
2: but Bondi, uh, I di- I didn't even ask the questions about the marketplace. I did ask some things, obviously, because building, but, Bauder. Uh, is that right? I, like, following the Grave Digger is going to be a marketplace that will be a- deployed. So, effectively, we're going to have a second marketplace quite quick on Huahua, from what I gather, right?
1: Um, I I've heard about that. I remember the Grave digger. Like JG told me about that um a while ago, and that was like part of the reason why I wanted you know NFT switch on the platform. Um, was because it did add uh, that DeFi aspect uh, later on, um, but I haven't been like keeping up like a hundred percent lately. I, I think what you said though is correct about the marketplaces.
2: Yeah, I mean uh, the Gravedigger's on actually on those chains uh, deployed now, and I think they he said the marketplaces were about uh, like two to three weeks probably away. But well, that's quite an interesting one. I didn't even realize uh, if I'm right in thinking, guys, that you can actually like launch NFT collections with them, and then if like those NFTs are staked, like the the creators are actually going to get fees back. i have got like quite an interesting like little economic model. I, I do need to do more homework on it because this was like just over a call, quite quick, you know. But yeah, uh, sounds uh, sounds pretty cool. Like so, Moll looks like you are in competition. Yeah, not that that bothers you.
3: no i mean i feel like competition is a a very good thing at the end of the day man people are just using product that they like and it's i I just feel like like i said a bit earlier given there's not that many people not that many liquidity on cosmos it's you always feel like when there's going to be something that's building uh something that's similar to what you're building it's going to be like competition and okay it's going to be rough but at the end of the day man that's that's what happened in life like you you open a restaurant and uh Next thing you know, two weeks down, two two streets down, there's a still a new restaurant having competition with you. But if we have enough people, enough liquidity, at the end of the of the day, people are just gonna use marketplace they like, and they can even trade NFTs on different marketplace, and that's it. But when there's no not much liquidity, and not many people, that's where it's it gets pretty rough. So we'll see. I, I feel like I, I just really like competition because at the end of the day, people are just gonna try to outsmart the other people and trying to build new stuff so it's always good but when there's no people it's it's just a bit more uh, just a bit more rough
2: hey moll if you don't mind uh i'm guessing like these chads that we've got up on the stage right uh all all creators blah blah blah, blah right i'm guessing that none of them have well built i, I know probably none of them have built a, a nft marketplace from the ground up right Risby, I mean, if you had any questions about, like, you know, what it's like or the challenges, what, what have you got? Anything for Molly? Yeah? I was
6: actually very curious to ask. Like, out of all the things that the Raccoon team could have built, why did you guys go with the NFT market again? I'm glad you guys are doing it. I'm kind of curious, like, why that versus like something else on that chain?
3: Because from the start, like, our project was mainly oriented towards NFTs, and one of the things, well, maybe I'm the only one in the Raccoon Supply team. With just two people but like i feel like the more because we actually launched a game on wawa which involved nfts and we basically like explored a bit more the nft contract and we were like okay so as of now we're using nfts to do these kind of things but it's going to be so much more than just pictures and you're just trading like for example our game that we did on wawa like the nft was changing on chain and then we had some new ideas to basically like use new type of NFT contracts. So it was mainly the idea of why we decided to go down that path and basically to also broaden like, what we're currently uh, building. And the other thing was to, yeah, I think it's mostly like because we know what's gonna happen with NFTs. And I feel like as of now, we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg, but when people realize what everything is possible with NFTs, I don't know, I feel it's gonna be even bigger.
6: I definitely feel like the market for like NFTs plus gaming is not being fully realized within Cosmos. I'm really glad that you guys are taking a stab at building out an NFT marketplace. But I feel like in the future, you guys will be in a very good position to sort of tie that back into some DeFi, some gaming aspect or something that's going to make this marketplace stand out, you know, you know, let's say more than Stargaze or something else, but I'm hella excited, man. We have a collection ready to go called gelato dogs. So Whenever you guys do launch, uh, very excited to check it out. Yeah, I think it's
3: worth mentioning that we've been approached by a couple of people to actually launch during when we do the, the alpha launch. But uh, what we want to do is basically do the alpha launch on this Friday and see what happens because it's only going to be like 50% of the features. Like you'll be able to buy some these but like the offers are not going to be there. There's going to be some sort of VIP system where the more you try, the more you get token and you can get discounted fees. So not everything is going to be there, but we'll try to bring some sort of gamification when you actually buy and sell NFTs. So plus, it's going to be a wild And it's it's going to be like, we're trying to like be in the hype and create a hype. And people, I really, really want to see like meme NFTs and people just having like these dogs NFTs like you just said. So I'm very excited about this.
6: One thing I hope you guys do, like for me, I always like the idea of like playing some type of game where NFTs get burnt. So if you guys are thinking about some gaming aspect of this NFT marketplace, I hope you guys consider something like that. Maybe you do something and if you do it too much or too little, your NFT gets burnt. Something of that nature could definitely be fun. But man, this is just random question though. Is this the first open source project your team is working on? Or have you guys done other open source things in the
2: past? And Mole, can you fix Mole, can you fix your mic? I'm getting a few uh, DMs do to say your mic was very quiet, I think. Sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm
6: holding my phone
2: like straight to my ear, so I can hear him. Okay. Okay,
5: so I'll, I'll just uh, I'll just try to put it on speaker. Just Is it better now? Oh, oh that's <laughs> Yeah. Right. Yeah.
3: So I don't remember what you just said, Rizvi, but yeah, the, the yeah. So it's gonna be the first uh, open source project that we do uh, within the Cosmos ecosystem, but it's not. Like for myself and Zapp, is it's not going to be our first open source project, let's say. But it's going to be the first time we open source our code for uh, Cosmos, yeah.
6: Oh, I'm super excited to take a look. Uh, Once it's open source, hopefully we can open up some pull requests and add some fun features.
3: <laughs> and, and that's the goal, man. I feel, I, I really like, like, the idea was, we just want to, like, with the alpha, we just want people to give them, g- give us and the community all their ideas, like, That's the plan to just make it something that people will use and they just have fun with it. It's not just we don't just want like the NFT marketplace to be a place where you trade your NFT and then you're out. So what if there is some sort of lottery and some sort of games that you can do with your NFT? And like you said, maybe burn NFTs and like, I don't know, like it's going to be open. So we're open to any ideas and stuff like that.
6: The thing that I really like that you guys are doing is like when it comes to building any type of product, a lot of times people make too many assumptions build up this brand product, throw it out there. And people are like, oh my God, I don't like this. Or maybe I want X, maybe I want Y. I'm happy that you guys, like, basically I'm so surprised that you guys are launching this alpha so soon. You guys are getting something early out, letting people give you feedback. And it sounds like you you're going to use that feedback, basically build what the community wants. And this is the perfect way to build any product. So like, I'm glad you guys are doing
2: this and can't wait to see what type of feedback and features people are going to request. Uh Jacob, uh, Pepe, or Signal, or Sunnyside. Anybody got any questions for them all about building this? Anything you guys want to know? Ooh, I'll hit them with.
1: I'll, I'll hit you with a hard question. So, one of my biggest complaints about Cosmos is the fragmentation of users and splitting them up into different markets. I think that's one of the reasons why, like Cosmos as a whole you know, the NFT space specifically struggles a bit because you got, you know, Stargaze, Omniflix, Territory, Hoppers, Talus. Um, I feel like I'm missing one or two. Asset Mantle, if you want to count that. So my question to you is, why do we need a NFT marketplace on Huahua? Hua?
3: The real reason is the meme, like, right? I don't know for when the first time we released like Raconbat on Wawa like we we've got welcomed so well it was so fun to interact with the community on chihuahua we were like okay that's that's very fun. we're having fun there, and like like us on raccoon supply we we do have a lot of meme coins in our portfolio, so we feel like there's so much potential on Wawa that's gonna happen, plus the thing is it's like if we compare like for sure if we compare to let's say to Marketplace on Juno or other permissionless places, I feel like Wawa is going to be a bit similar, but like that's the big difference differentiator. Sorry, I'm losing my words, maybe a bit too much wine tonight, but <laughs> basically, yeah the idea is basically we we really like we really think that there's a lot of potential on Wawa and it's permissionless, so that's mainly the reason why.
1: okay, no, appreciate it. and the pesky permissionless i I know the <laughs> the struggles all too
7: well. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I feel like when I was speaking with Izzy um, from Space Kelly's, and other project, they were saying like, "We wish we could deploy more stuff on Stargaze." So.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know if you've heard me on Art Spaces, but like I, I've said before, like that's why no one understood. Well, I should not say no one, but people don't understand why like NFT switch needed to be approved. It kind of, you know. And Stargate shot themselves in the foot with just the perception that said after that. So I, I'm with you. I, I get you on that part.
6: Part of me definitely wonders the same exact thing. People are always kind of reinventing the same wheel like, oh, I'm going to build a new DEX or NFT marketplace or some lending service. So like 50% of me, like, wow, just go build something that doesn't exist. But the other side of me goes, like, we haven't figured out the perfect NFT formula or the perfect marketplace or all the perfect features. The fact that the Raccoon team is taking this on, they're going to bring their own inspiration, their own thoughts and whatnot. You know, maybe 10% of the marketplace is something different that people really love. If it works out or doesn't work out, maybe it'll inspire the next set of people to build something more cool. So I'm kind of happy we have all this competition. You know, with all of us competing, it kind of forces everyone to try to do their
2: best and come up with some crazy ideas to try to, like, outdo each other, which is always awesome. I like that, trying to outdo each other. That's that's the fucking key in this game, isn't it? That's what it's about, right? The team's in competition, but friendly competition, you know? I like it. I like this. I feel like Kofi Annan, you know, bringing Gelotto and Raccoon together, man, it's amazing. Eh? And more, eh? We made peace with Sen on there. Uh, Big piece was saying that was amazing, I'll tell you. What a future lies ahead. Right, guys, uh, I don't know if anybody, guys, anyone else got a question for Molle there about the marketplace? Because we've got an Ambido question coming in, our artist, right? Uh, and, and especially Moll, since you're building the marketplace, Ambidos keeps talking about bundles, like NFT bundle features, where, like, you can sell one of your main NFTs, but then you could throw, like, some of your, like, lesser known or, like, uh, lesser hot NFTs in, like, just to sweeten the deal. Is that something like all NFT uh, marketplaces should have? So are you
3: basically saying that we could do on the marketplace, let's say, instead of because on the marketplace, like on the alpha version, you'll be able to list with Wawa. But uh, like on the beta version, you're going to be able to list an Atom, Osmo, Juno, Well, anything. But what you're saying, it's one thing that we thought of. We never said it. But like, what if you could do offers with two NFTs? Like you, you're selling an NFT, but someone is offering you these two NFTs. Is that yeah. what you're asking?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. or an NFT yeah. and money. Like I swapped that raccoon with the uh, YaoStar, right? A one-on-one swap with the raccoon, but uh, I had to put up when I didn't have to, but I put a hundred into sweet in the deal, right? A hundred secret, yeah. Like, like the ability to be able to like mix an offer, whether that be like a couple of NFTs or maybe like, you know, a couple of NFTs, and a little bit of cash to get a decent higher level rarity or whatever. Yeah,
3: Exactly. And you know why we like it's it's not going to be part of the, the official release, like the, the first release that we're going to do, but it's definitely in the plans. And the reason why we want to do this, I don't know if you remember, but it's been a very while, like maybe not a year, but at least like eight months that we discuss. We wanted to create something that swap me anything. So you just come up with like two NFTs and some tokens and you just want to swap it for another token. And this idea starts from there. And we want to implement it, but it's not going to be part of like the first release, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, you've, from day one, I remember you've always wanted a pure 100% on-chain escrow contract, right? That's completely on-chain, yeah? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Because if I'm right in thinking, a lot of escrow stuff actually good does get done off-chain. Is that correct?
3: I'd be curious. I remember, I don't know if you remember when uh, EJ was talking about like, there was a lot of space skills being traded like he was doing escrow and stuff. I know that for Rack, it was the case. I remember doing it like more than 15 times, but I'm curious with the guys that we have up here, like how often does it happen for your collections to actually be reached out by someone and asking for, can you do this trade for us? And it's actually happening like not on the marketplace. Well, I think
1: that is like pretty exclusive to like the largest of collections. Like that's never happened for us. <laughs> I'll be I'll be pretty upfront about that. Um, uh, we are doing something with escrow, but it's related to the game and not
2: actually like brokering sales uh, OTC. I actually, uh, I actually escrowed myself the biggest ever rack trade worth like what uh, two and a half grand at the time. Remember that one mall that was back in the early days? Yeah,
3: yeah, I remember that.
2: Oh, dude, the one amount one of of be- was crazy. Sorry, Rispy.
6: Also, oh, one of the things I'd be curious to sort of see—maybe this exists within a Cosmos marketplace, NFT marketplace—but I don't know about. But before I came to Cosmos, I really liked this blockchain called Wax. They had amazing NFTs, stuff like Major League Baseball, Garbage Pail Kids. Godzilla, and they have the concept of you can buy packs of cards. So if I bought a pack of Godzilla card, and opened it up. I got like three or five NFTs. Maybe some of them might be rare. That's something I really would like to see within Stargate or somewhere else within Cosmos. Like maybe I want to build a NFT collection of cards or dogs or something, and people can open it up like, oh, what did I get? So I'm not sure if you guys are planning on implementing something like that, but if that doesn't exist within Cosmos, like that would be super badass.
3: Uh, um, yeah. I was going to say, did you guys see the um, uh, the the idols one? Basically, you were able to mint some sort of bundle. I, I think there was like four different type of bundles. And I, I really like the idea. I would just like it to see like be more flexible. Let's say I want to buy one to five NFTs or buy three NFTs, but be sure that I get a rare one or like in the top 500 rank or something like that. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, I
5: think they had that too. They had it. I think you needed to buy uh, I think the, the highest bundle for one hundred is it one hundred Juno, something like that. Or two hundred Juno. That one you get I think you, you automatically get a real one. Do
4: you know I what it's like? Th- S- 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 S-
5: S- no, you know more than me in that, but
4: Yeah, I think I think that it was like a little bit confusing because that was the major question that people had. Um they had like Uh, they had the mid-tier bundle which guaranteed you one of each type and then the lowest tier and the top tier so the lowest tier bundle gave you the largest possible range from like common rarity to elite whatever rarity and then the highest one the highest bundle guaranteed you wouldn't have like common rarity but it also lowered the ceiling you couldn't get the rarest one of all but i think it was kind of an issue of it just not being clear um uh, uh on, on the kind of chart they put out and stuff. Just like a very basic communication thing.
1: Well, so uh, I guess two comments. First thing is like, I, I think you can just do this right now. It just requires more effort from the creator um, versus being like a UI implementation. Uh, and then the second one is like kind of my own personal bias. Like the idea of packs, it's kind of the same idea of like NFT collections where it's, you know, you have to hold five for this benefit, or you want to have ten for this benefit, right? It's just a different way of doing of doing the same uh, promotion, um, kind of marketing thing. It's not inherently bad, but it, you know, I don't think it's like super unique by any means.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm just, think- I'm just thinking it would. Ma- oh, sorry, dude. I'm just thinking it would match like something like football stickers, right? When I was a young kid, yeah. We were, like, insane. Like, when it was the World Cup that have, like, the football stickers, I don't know, do you guys, like, in the States and that, did you ever collect them with a sticker book and you you get every, like, team or whatever, or the Premier League? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> People lose their minds. Like, I would collect the NFTs to keep that as a souvenir. Like, like you get, like, the full team or something, and I, I, I would just keep hold of it, you know what I mean? Like, shit like that, like, it's interesting. We've been enjoying the Trailer Park Kids, which is, like, a card-collecting game, I don't know. It's fun, you know, not stupid, it's silly, like. Right.
1: So, like, if you think about, like, the trailer park kids, though, so, like, what what makes pur- purchasing a pack different than minting five? That
6: would be, like, my question. I think it's the experience. Like, It definitely has to do with the user experience. Like, I play a lot of Hearthstone, for example, and when I buy a pack of cards, I can individually click it and be like, oh, which one did I get? And it just feels cooler. So, yes, I could mint five but just the idea of like what you know, what kind of Robo was explaining. When I bought Pokemon cards back and I opened it up, very excited to see what five I got. So I think a lot of it has to do with the user experience and not necessarily like the blockchain tech side of it, which definitely is possible. So that's something I enjoyed in Wax and I you know, thought it'd be cool to eventually see something like that within Stargaze, Loop or some other place. Okay, no, that
1: totally makes sense. I, 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 I actually do understand what you're talking about, like the user experience. It's fun. Yeah. If you okay. mint five, it's not fun. But if you have like a pack,
6: yeah, I, I, I follow. Yeah, same and with the Mike, trailer from- park kids. A lot of them are very similar. So imagine you bought, you know, hundred stars, and you got like three trailer park kids, and you know, stuff like that. It's cool.
4: Go on. Say yeah, that. and it's it's about being able to, I think, for the user perspective, also just allow them to focus a little bit more on what they're buying. So it's just like allow saying, okay, I want to pay a small premium to guarantee that i won't get common rarity and i guess in stargaze it would be something like nothing below like everything above uh you know what i mean like cut out the, the bottom thousand out of a out of a ten thousand collection or something or or otherwise say okay i want to buy that excludes or includes these certain traits so if it was like some collection that's based on like you know I don't know fire wind and water it's like okay i just want to buy water guys this kind of thing and then you would just be able to like price each option accordingly given how it would like affect the rarity of just buying anything
6: that kind of sounds really complex like for me if it's like a simple price for all the packs seems kind of good enough but definitely could be cool if you could pay a premium to like get better ones potentially
4: Well, I'm describing it in in its entirety, so maybe it sounds complex, but actually it would be really easy to do on the front end. I think you would just have, like, in that example, you just have, like, fire pack, water pack. In the back end, you'd just have it, like, only accessing a certain set of traits, you know?
1: Yeah, no, I follow. And there's, like, hack job ways you could go around it, too, right? You could have different collections made for, like, different packs being purchased. Um where, like, hey, if you decide to pick the fire pack, it's going to pull from Collection 5, which is only fire traits, right? So it's kind of like an inventory almost. Um, it's like a less uh, beautiful way to do it, I guess, so to speak. But, like, a more cutthroat way that you could do it that doesn't hurt the UX on that.
2: Is that, Bonty, is that related to, like, custom minters and stuff that uh, I keep hearing about? topics for a minute,
1: yeah? I want... <laughs> I'm trying to get someone to build them. Uh, I tried to get Moltres interested um, into it, but like... He's got, he's uh, got
2: weekends free, don't worry. He's, he's got weekends free. He's on seven days a week at the minute. He's got tasks for this weekend anyway. Here's what I'm
1: world. saying. <laughs> here's what I'm saying. There's the developer royalties, and as long as whoever is interested is... not okay with accepting that there's going to be some governance headaches like I promise you I'll get you funding to make that on top of the developer royalties and push that through governance like it's one of those things where it's worth it like I will I will fight with the validators and the DMs to try to get that thing passed because like if we can get an open edition of Minter that is easily worth 10 to 20 grand plus developer royalties forever why because it's popular and people like it like so that i'm i'm throwing it out there for anyone who can do it i will help you push it through governance you just have to be aware that your name might get thrown around a bit for a week or three days it's three days it'll get thrown around but most people will blame me because
2: i'll be the guy who puts the prop up (laughs) there you go mall challenge accepted
3: eh? (laughs) yeah we actually spoke uh, about this and like at first we were like, okay, well we can do it. But we were like, what if it takes a bit more time and like, we don't have as much time as we wanted to build a marketplace. So what, like for now we already have like maybe two mentors that are working pretty well. So what, what I said to Bunzi, we were like, okay, if, if we are able to build that type of mentor, we're gonna open source it and that's it,
2: so. Interesting. Interesting. Free Alpha for those in the audience. See, this is why you come to the NFT round table, eh? Even though, even though we are missing somebody, it's a fucking fantastic show tonight. Eh, guys, there obviously there's a lot of like Cosmos stuff, you know, we can talk about all day long. But I don't think it'd be an NFT round table if we didn't bring up the subject of ordinals. Because I went down the rabbit hole yesterday and I'm like, oh my fucking God. Dropped straight in Maul's DMs and I'm like, bro. Like, what the fuck? Like, so, I mean, this thing's just kind of exploded. Uh, I've been following the UD stuff you and know, the Frankie Gods, et cetera. What's going on? Uh, did anyone expect this? I mean, Skellys are having a roaring success. Are any of you guys, like, looking at it? Uh, uh, so, like, Rizby, uh, do you want any other questions you want to add about ordinals today's these lot? And then we'll come back to, like, you and I at the end or something, yeah?
6: Uh, no question about ordinals, but I'm definitely super excited about it. Curious to see what other people think. Like we're already launching a couple of collections stealthily on ordinals or inscribing some NFTs there, but yeah, it's the future. It's excited to see so many different Cosmos projects already doing that. So curious if anyone else here is already inscribing stuff on BTC.
2: In my opinion, something like Signal would be a fantastic like one, like given their little their little like background and everything have you thought about it signal have you because when i thought about ordnance i thought about you straight away
4: yeah no i have been looking into it and it's actually funny like it's the kind of thing that i when were they first like coming around was it almost two months ago or something i was, it's the kind of thing that i was looking at then and i was like oh this is cool and it'll probably be really popular and then i've just been kind of slow to follow up <laughs> you know um so it's uh yeah it's, it's definitely interesting um, I, I played around a little bit like with, the uh, with the wallets and, 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 and how to create them and things like that. Not sure exactly what we'll do though.
6: To me, the reason why I feel like the bull market might be coming around soon is for the longest time, I have a cold wallet. All my Bitcoin just goes into it. I never take anything out. I'm just like, Hey, maybe when I'm an old man one day, I'll use his Bitcoin for something. But for the first time in my life, I think it was almost, almost like a month ago, I set up a Bitcoin full node. I was like, hey, let me inscribe some NFTs. My first one I did, I fucked up, paid like almost like a hundred plus dollars in gas to do it. But it was like a such a fun experience. Like, damn, this feels like, like Bitcoin feels like it's getting interesting. So the fact is so many other people, like if you take a look at the mempool and Bitcoin, it's like fucking crazy high because like everyone's trying to do it. And to me, regardless of what other chains will become big in the future, Bitcoin to me will always be around. So to have a piece of your NFT or part of your organization inscribed on a Satoshi, like that's like everyone should be doing this.
2: Yes, I agree with you, RISBY 100%. Right. I'm really glad you said that because I think every NFT project should have them. Yeah, every NFT project. I think it should be standard for everybody to think that way. So I will, uh, I'll come at this from a
1: different angle. Uh, The first thing I'll say is I personally just, I am accepting that it's going to be big and that by me not being involved in it that is a mistake and like it's lost money Um, at a conceptual level I think it's really dumb it's really slow it's like if I remember right the files aren't actually hosted there I personally think it's pointless but I'm also saying that as some as somebody who understands that I will miss out for having
2: that stance and not being involved in it. That's okay. Bias is accepted. What do you think, guys? Any opinions? I know Pepe is busy working if he wants to jump in at any time.
3: I feel like uh, I'm on your side, guys, Rizvi and Robo, that everyone should be there, to be honest. But I also agree with Bunzi. like are these, I don't know. Again, it's a hype. And again, like it's going to cost a lot of money to be there, to trade there. And it's not even a problem if we're doing like a parallel with what we were discussing about Stargaze fees and stuff like that. People are going to pay the fees if they want an NFT on BTC. That's that's for sure. But I'm not like, it's for sure it's going to happen for us at some point, but I'm not quite convinced if it's actually like, Worth it on the tech side, like what's the point? But still, I feel that we should be there. So I'm debating. I'm I'm like fifty fifty. Let's say.
4: One signal. I was kind of wondering, like I think a lot of collections are doing it, where like you can you if you burn one on this side and then pay, then they'll help you inscript that same one in in Bitcoin. Am I right on that?
6: I think like you can definitely do it that way. Like one of the projects we're doing is we are burning some stuff on Stargaze and moving it to BTC. But then we're also throwing new collections out there. Like, for, for example, we created this, call, this collection called Monster Del Gelato, launched on Tory Little Monster Ice creams. People love the shit out of it. So we're kind of just doing like a sequel to it on BTC, fully redesigned, more for that chain. So I think you can go both ways. You can either move stuff over by burning it or just create a whole new thing on there as well.
3: Plus, I think Mm -hmm. we should never like constrain ourselves to remain on one place and be centralized. Like I know it takes a lot of time to be on many different chains, but if you want to grow your project and have different kind of people, and basically when you go on other chains, you're going to see some different people, different ideas, which is going to be helpful at the end of the day. So I agree with that, that maybe we should be everywhere at the end of the day, but we don't have all the time in the world, but still.
6: I feel like a lot of projects need to stop seeing themselves as, hey, I'm a Osmo project or Juno project or Archery project. Every project to me is basically like a business and like any business, you got to go into different countries, different region. Like this stuff is never easy, but it's worth doing, you know, as you got to sort of expand. So some people may not want to do it right now, but I do think the long-term success for any true project slash business within Web3 is going to be multi-chain. It is going to be all parts of Web3, not just this tiny little
2: slice, you know, within Cosmos. I might be getting rogues. My microphone was sticking there. There might be uh, people, like, in the audience who might not have, like, a complete, I mean, we've got an educated audience, but a few maybe new people in, you know, that might not understand, like, uh, ordinals. I don't know how you guys describe them, but I I was actually, I heard an an analogy uh, about, like, an NFT being, like, a money kind of thing, right, a true NFT. You can relate it to something like a money, painting, right? But like uh, the ordinals are like if you got a dollar bill, right? Which obviously there's millions and millions and millions, billions of them, trillions in circulation, whatever, right? It's like you got a dollar bill and then money kind of like drew a little picture of a fucking stick house or something or a stick man on it, right? And signed it like money. That's basically the difference between a true NFT and an ordinal, right? And I was thinking, it reminds me of uh, Gary Vee's napkins. Can you just remember that? You know, when Gary Vee did the napkin drones and they're sold for, like, ridiculous money. Wasn't it napkins he did it on and turned them into, like, NFTs or something, right? I think, like, Vague remember something like that. Well, the fucking napkin was worthless, wasn't it? It's just the fact that he'd, like, drawn on it kind of thing that, like, gave it that value, right? Because they're not programmable or anything. Like, they've got... They don't do anything, Right. It's just a piece of history.
6: And I feel like in this case, it's the other way around. It's like Bitcoin to us have all this value because all the things they could do currently and in the future. And now you're able to inscribe some random piece of information onto like a Satoshi. So yeah, it's basically just like it's like basically taking a dollar bill, drawing a little you know, picture on it. And depending on what dollar bill number you got or who the artist is, that gives that dollar bill even more of a value than it currently has.
2: They're rare. Uh, they're an interest in one mind. I've seen the success of like some projects and stuff like skellies. And, and I'm seriously, I'm like, fuck, we've got to do something. Like the raccoons, like have to make their mark somehow. Like, I'll just have to persuade them all one way or another. <laughs> you know who's killing it in
6: ordinals within uh, Cosmos, uh, Stargaze Kingdom. I don't know if you guys track the ordinal like seller Twitter account, but they're constantly selling those skeleton gifts. They have the looks so are incredible. And when you sort of, because within when you inscribe something, you want to try to make your file as low as possible to keep the gas small. So like their stuff looks a little grainy. It looks really awesome. They're killing it, and I hope they continue to make cool stuff on
2: BTC. I'll have to have a look at that. I didn't. Uh, I didn't know about that. Yeah,
4: I've been following them. They're they're doing a, a pretty good job. Uh, and then I think Maria with Women from Cosmos has a few as well. I'm not sure how like how how active they are on it
2: yet though. She must be making a fortune. Eh? Like I looked at the floor price the other day. I was like, what? Doing really well. Her just crushing it, right? Signal to the big fanboy yeah, there, right? Yeah.
0: Right.
4: Eh? Um, <laughs> oh, I, think, I think she's a good artist. Um, uh, and uh, I don't know. I think that kids, well, the thing is with those low, those, the floor price for limited collections is sometimes deceiving because I think that, like, I think she just made a sale of one of those big ones, like the first sale in like six months. Um, so a lot of the time, when you have a limited collection, people just put it up for very high, and there's not actual any any actual movement. You know what I mean? Because um, you have like a a core group that like your art and they want to hold on to it.
2: Well, talking about this with projects, I don't know about you guys, but some of us are in disbelief at just how. And I want to mention like two projects in particular uh, that have been out recently, right? Uh, it will be the Pixel Wizards and the Meme Ducks. How, how is, what's, what's the secret sauce to these projects like hitting and just going fucking viral? I mean, I think the main ducks is only about 100 supply or something. And the, the everybody, the right people were on the white lists, I think. And there was a, a lot of pump, right? I mean, is it like just crypto or Twitter? Is that the thing that can send your project? Or does it have to be a little bit more behind it? I mean, Signal, I know you've been a big fan of the, the Pixel Wizards and stuff. Any, we'll go to you first. What's it taking to go fucking, these projects to go viral? Based on yeah. that,
4: I guess just doing pixel art is, uh, um, but I don't know. I think that if it's like they capture a bit of fun as well as well. Okay, Pixel Wizards is like they have some new kind of functionality to them. People that haven't seen like kind of basically HTML uh, um, NFTs before on on Stargaze, right? So that that was there's a lot of novelty there, and then the ducks are just like it's like a fun little meme. The art is good. It's like nice pixel art. It looks like I don't know if you played the game Duck Game. It looks exact, very very similar to that.
2: Um, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. They used to be on the yeah. snares, like the duck hunt or something. Are yeah, you talked about?
4: No, there was a more recent one on PC. It's called Duck Game. It looks quite, it looks quite a bit like that. But it's this, you know, it's this kind of fun style. I think that's all you really need.
2: Tongue in cheek, tongue in cheek. I think yeah, you're right though, right. The biggest lesson I think over the last two years I've learned in in all of crypto is. Do not fade like the meme. I've done it so many times and it's cost me so much bloody money. You know, never again. Yeah, don't fade the meme. I mean, uh, we've seen a few projects go uh, viral. What, what do you think? Well, what does it take? You guys build a big community quickly.
3: Yeah, to, to be honest, I don't know what what's the magic sauce, let's say. But if we look at Pixel Wizards and uh, meme Dogs, like Pixel Wizards, I max minted them because I don't know, I really liked the art first, but like what they did with like, you can basically interact with them because it's, it's basically like you have CSS and JavaScript to basically like, I mean like have the price of Bitcoin and just make them move. So this was like a big innovation. I think they're not done because like there's so many people that are going to do this. That's for sure. I don't know. Well, in my opinion, but uh the secret sauce to go viral, I have no idea. I feel like it's just, it's just a bit of luck and just people liking what you do. And
6: I don't know. Anybody I, I who's... Um, at least for the meme duck, you know, to me, a lot of times, like I buy NFTs because of the feelings they invoke, not necessarily the utility. I just naturally assume most projects that I promise utility won't show anything. So when I first saw the meme ducks, I didn't get a chance to mint them, but I saw them on the marketplace. I saw so many of my characters that I love from my childhood like uh, Adventure Time, Spider Man, and just the way they made me feel like, oh shit, I just started buying them like crazy. Same thing for Sunnyside Eternal, just the art itself spoke to me so much. Like, I'm into the shit ton of those as well, too. So, I don't know. Meme Ducks definitely did a great job capturing all like the amazing, you know, iconic
2: characters of like the 90s and early 2000s. They fucking killed it. Yeah, there's something playful about it, isn't it? Like even me there when I was talking about the football stickers, I was like, you know, reliving my childhood. Like, like yeah, when I see these pixel wizards and things, it reminds me like of the early Mario Brothers and that on like the snares and shit. Remember the Super Nintendo, the snares? Yeah, yeah. Dude, it probably reminds me of like old school vibes, and I think everybody kind of likes that. Like
6: sometimes simple and stupid is the best way to go. Some stuff, stuff like Meme Duck, it seems relatively easy to get and. That's what I like about it. It's kind of like mindless fun art. It's not really not. You don't have to think about it a lot,
2: which is great. Those are perfect as uh, ordinals, and so I know that the meme ducks are doing ordinals, right? And uh, they're not doing that many, I think. Uh, but you've got to have you've got to hold three ducks to be able to get the ordinal. And I think you're going to get the ordinal for free. I think it is, or you pay the gas or whatever. I'm sure they're they're not going to charge us something. Does anybody know about that?
1: uh not that i know of but i do think like pixel wizards and meme ducks like their viral part i think bernie uh, from pixel wizards his is more just based on like effort put in like i think he was much more deserving of it i would say
4: yeah that's very true he's like super active he's everywhere uh and obviously spend a, an incredible amount of time on that collection
2: well, it's quite interesting because hasn't Udi got the uh, collection uh, of uh, wizards, right? The Taproot uh, Wizards or something, isn't it? It's been like one of the biggest collections, I think, on or- Ordinals, right?
1: Uh, I, I don't know. I, I legitimately don't follow Ordinals. I'm like, so I'm pretty,
2: I'm pretty worthless when it comes to that kind of info. Is this AJ? Do we have AJ in the room on this on the Account, let's see, let's see, let's see if it is. Because this is the man to talk about ordinals, I'll tell you. I'd love to hear a little bit about the uh, journey. I'm presuming it's EJ. I hope it is. No b bands. Yeah, EJ, if you can come up, buddy, that would be fantastic. But I just think uh, if the wizards got on, that would be a roaring success, just given the fact that like like you know what it's like. There's always a secondary, like not copy past the project, but something, you know, similar that comes along and like does quite well. Based on the previous uh, project uh, history, right? Right. How many topics are we going through today? What's the time like, guys? Because look, 4 now, an hour and 20. Jesus, these conversations fly by. Let's have a little reset, uh, see so what we can get AGO. Uh, Risby, first uh, NFT roundtable up here, being a co host, dude. you enjoying yourself? Is it what you expected? Oh, yeah. I'm very impressed with the
6: amount of amazing
2: uh, speakers we have here. Like, I wasn't
6: sure what to expect, but it's been nice just shooting the shit and hearing interesting stuff from, you know, all these amazing community leaders.
2: Oh, mate, it's classic. It's one of, like, me, probably my favourite show. Uh, we're hopefully going to do, like, a DeFi one. Uh, Sen and Don have committed to do one a month. Hopefully, we're going to be able to pick that up, yeah. But uh, Rack FM and uh, Gelato have got some plans for the uh, upcoming future, dude, haven't we? We'll, we'll announce it in time.
6: Oh, yeah. I can't wait, man. I feel like ice cream. I feel like whenever raccoons are hanging out in garbages, they're looking for ice cream. Everyone knows this. So the fact that ice cream and raccoons are teaming up, like may have started out a little rocky,
2: but I think it was inevitable for sure. Well, you're bringing me kind of data to the next topic. I am, I think, overly bullish on NFTs. I'm worried in case I've got because I've been flipping them for nearly a year now. Done very well. What I'm worried, guys, is I'm starting to see a big emergence of like a, whatever you want to call it, DeFi 3.0 or whatever. Right, we're seeing all of the, the arbitrum and optimism kick off. Right, does anybody think that we're going to see like say a DeFi, so DeFi summer again? Right, uh, do we think that we might lose capital to traditional like uh, DeFi from NFTs because we saw a migration during the winter, you know, the dark times. Money flew over in NFTs. We saw ridiculous pumps, right? Bad kids from three grand or whatever, right? Uh, so, yeah, Rizby, I don't know if you want to add to that before we bring in these, but I, I'm a little bit worried that we might be getting lulled into a false sense of security with NFTs and then a lot of capital is going to fly out and we might be stranded. I
6: think like maybe in the short term, but if you take a look at what are the components that made Internet 1.0 blow up, even 2.0, it's always been gaming, sex, and drugs. These are the things that basically get people to jump on the internet, build cool shit. and kind of helps propel things forward. I think right now where we are with NFT is a bunch of cool art, some utility. But I think in the future, when we start having people integrate them more into games, like imagine playing World of Warcraft. Like I played that game for so long, spent so much money. But all the stuff that I've earned in that game is basically lost now. I can't do anything with it. But if we can get that stuff on chain in the future, and then even if I'm not playing World of Warcraft anymore, but I have this rare mount that I can trade, that's going to be a shit ton of value. So once once we see more of the gaming world and NFTs merge together, which I think will happen during the next cycle, I think NFTs will go even higher. You know, maybe even beating DeFi out because at the end of the day, people go to DeFi to make money, but everyone just loves playing game. It's something. It's relaxing. It's something that's addicting. So short-term pains, but I do think long-term NFTs will do very well.
3: And I, I'll add to that, I don't know if you guys uh, saw it, but I think it's Unity that now includes uh, MetaMask inside their games. So imagine how easy it would be if you see MetaMask pop in, in your game and you just accept something, you receive a sword for in WoW and that's it. Imagine how easy that would be and that's what they're building. It's pretty amazing.
4: It, and I think that like a lot of, when you talk about DeFi and gaming, like I, I do think you can view all of uh, crypto as as like a game. And I, I mean, I think social media in general is like, it, in a way is is a game where like, we're all, this is a, we're playing a persona here. This is all like one small facet of our lives. That's like abstracted from a real life. And so NFTs play a huge role in that in terms of the social capital they provide for like the networks that you're connected to, the information you get to like succeed in DeFi and things like that, and then also, um, yeah, those connections. And then yeah, I think it's just like I think people do just interact with all of crypto as as a kind of game. Um, so I, I I think the NFTs will always play a really big role in that because of the the visual component and also the the, the utility. It can easily be plugged into any kind of system.
2: Sunny side, you got anything? I'm we'll welcome AJ as well. Sunny side, you want to jump in there quickly? Uh
1: yeah, for the DeFi and NFTs, I mean, I I can like picture things in my head where they like go together or they compete together. Um, but like the amount that it would take to build that and to like put together like a coherent thought is like above my pay grade. Uh before it goes to EJ, I just want to apologize again. I did try to hop on the space after I got kicked. I couldn't see your guys' space anymore. I had to downgrade the Twitter app uh, with help from Robo to be able to speak on this one. So I just want to apologize. I did not miss that. That was literally just me shouting at my computer for like an hour.
7: <laughs> hey man, it's all good. Sorry, I'm actually eating at the same time. But uh, Bands is like, I think we kicked him, and he's mad now. I was like, I don't think he's mad. But it's all yeah. I saw Twitter's been having a lot of issues. Do um, you have an Android? Of course. Uh, Android with the latest version of Twitter, which is a bad Yeah, I think that's what people were saying is uh, like we had spaces yesterday or a few days ago and nobody could join. Um, and nobody realized they couldn't host either if they had an Android. So it's been an interesting week. Um, I don't know. Don't know why all of a sudden it happened. I don't keep up to date on Twitter that much so i'm assuming there was an update and something happened
2: yeah exactly twitter basically did an update and it's just screwed everybody absolutely there's like several kinds of problems the worst one is if you request or they send you a request they will say you're a speaker and then bang you bounce out and you're back down to a listener and you just cannot get up that's the most common problem i've heard the other one is you'll get as a listener you'll get five seconds of sound and it'll cut out and then five seconds of sound and it cuts out I actually, uh, just for listening purposes, I downloaded, until the, we found a fix of that, the APK, the, the one that worked, I just downloaded Twitter Lite. Uh, I heard in some countries, oh, it's not available, but you can get the APK and download it easily. But actually, Twitter Lite's really, really good, guys, especially if you're like, going out and you just want to like, listen in because you can't speak on those spaces, but you can listen. Same as like, a PC, your functions are quite limited, but it's, it's all right. Like It's champion for posts and shit like that. Right, EJ, you've come at the right time because we moved from ordinals to a bit of a macro thing. So we'll jump in on the macro one, right? And then I'd really, really, like, I've waited to mention ordinals. And what we just like mentioned to do, but you in, you know, the front of my mind. So EJ, uh, do you think there's going to be a flight of capital from NFTs maybe into, like, another DeFi summer? Or not?
7: Honestly, I do not know. I I know from First off, I love hearing the birds in the background. That's very, very nice. Um, but as far as DeFi into everything going on, it's hard to say because I feel like the market is too good to be true right now. You just look across. You know, we we run a large construction industry, or we run a construction company, and in the construction industry, things have slowed down. Not just from products and, and everything starting to get cheaper again, but now you have sales that have started to slow down. So I think right now we have like a lot of lagging indicators, and I, I don't think you can like for, forecast that things will change. Um, I think at this rate, if things would continue, absolutely, I think people will. I already know a lot of people that have went went into the LP farming and staking and. All that DeFi, uh, they've just been offloading NFTs. And they're like, man, look at these returns. And I'm like, do you realize 99% of those pools go to zero? Like, you need to be very, very cautious. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I think it's always good to plan ahead and be be ahead of the curve for once. Um, because usually, if you get into a lot of those pools or that the high stake uh, farming, and you've waited, it's too late. Like you, you are going to be the people that you know if it's if there's a bonding period or 24 32 cycles depending on what you're using um like a really popular one right now is stx and alex it's a pool so stx and alex um, and then there's bitcoin and alex and all these other um because they reward you in the alex token or they'll reward you in stx or in bitcoin or some of them had dual rewards and right now people are getting extreme returns And just about a month ago, you know, people were farming STX like crazy. And then it just went, what, 80% or 100X or 100% like in four days or something crazy. Um, So I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. I do know that I feel that there is a lot more liquid flowing into crypto. Um, It was kind of like, if you really think about it, after that DPEC happened, we've not really been anything except up for a bit i mean it, it's kind of crazy to really think about that um because i know it kicks some old ptsd of terror days in my head when i was sitting there watching that dpeg uh but yeah i, I think it's just good plan ahead diversify your portfolio never be over leveraged in, in nfts and and vice versa and just there's always you know allocate five ten fifteen percent of whatever you have and put that into DeFi if you know what you're doing now if you don't know how to do anything with DeFi, then don't get into it because you're probably lose all your money. Um, and, you know, and then you have to take into consideration impermanent loss and everything when you're getting into the DeFi. Uh, a lot of people don't discuss that; they don't go the next step. And they, you know, to the average user, they're just like, oh, they see the percent return, and then they don't understand why the returns don't match up with you know ABC. But that's really my only input on that. Um, I think with the liquid flow and the way it is, I think we could see a huge summer. of freaking amazing summer but if i want to be real and based off lagging indicators i would say we see another leg down um i don't think we'll go like collapse or anything wild but i don't think we're past that point yet where i would say it's it's all just heads down let's go um i still think people need to you know have a little caution have a little extra liquid set to the side to buy back um and you know dca when you're at a good good area of support um but yeah that, that's my input and you know my opinion is different than somebody else's hey, but that's what i AJ, got
2: That's that's I do. we've missed you today we love you at the bits man uh, dude i just want to ask a quick one then for you to follow up on that uh what kind of percentage of a, of a portfolio all right let's say someone's got i don't know 10k portfolio all right that they play around with yeah I mean, what would you think is like a a reasonable, respectable amount to have in NFTs versus like DeFi and then stables?
7: Yeah, absolutely. So we'll just take our treasury, for instance. Um, We won't put how much is in the treasury, but uh, we have about 40% of that in stables still right now uh, that are tightly monitored. Like during the DPEG, we were moving things left and right. um, And then the rest is... I think we have, when I talked with Sabre the other day, we have 40 in stables and then we had about 35 in NFTs that we were offloading. And then, well, not offloading everything, but uh, we had got significant returns on most of them. And then the rest was in Bitcoin. Uh, That's where we had everything. Uh, We got in, thankfully, before Bitcoin had the run-up because during the little DPEG, um, we have always thought Bitcoin was just store of value, quote unquote, right? Um, but that, you know, it's really that's how we play We're we're pretty Sabre helps me with a lot with investing as far as with our treasury funds and, and everything along those lines. And yeah, we run things by the team, but we're pretty both on the same page that we still feel there's going to be a little bit more pullback. Um, but that that's where we're at. Now, if it was full on like full blown, let's go. Uh, we always want to have twenty to thirty percent of something in stables or something that's like straight liquid that we can get our hands on. Um, so, when whether or not it was, you know, everything like I said is it's heads down. Let's go. Uh, we would always say twenty to thirty in something that's going to hold pretty good value. Stables, you can say are stable coins, but you still need to monitor them. Um, sad to say, but you still have to, and hopefully that kind of helps. Uh, we're pretty, we're pretty risk off right now, um, and we're just we keep buying at support levels whenever Bitcoin's uh, pushing back down a little bit when it's withdrawing or retracing, um, and, and yeah, that, that's really the ins and outs. But Saber does help me a lot with winning because I can't sit and monitor um, charts as much and as often, and Saber does a great job of going through the crypto market and really staying up to speed.
2: Very nice, very nice. Guys, uh, that's so interesting in mind. I don't know if anyone else is managing treasuries like uh, in a similar kind of vein or fashion. Uh, uh, Jacob or or, Sully, any of you guys managing treasuries like that?
3: Uh, Before we move on, uh, I just want to say I I got a drop off the call. I'm waking up in like uh, not even six hours, so I got to grab some sleep.
2: I just want to say
3: that it was a very fun space and enjoy speaking with you guys. But, yeah, uh, have fun with the rest of the call. Love you guys.
2: Take care, brother. I love you to bits, right? We'll speak soon. Oh, he's uh, lovely, isn't he? Of course. Oh, uh, I, could, your, I, could, I could cuddle him in a shoe. I could put him in a shoebox and put a little blanket over him and just rub his little cheeks before he goes to sleep, you know? I love him that much.
3: <laughs> that was- you know my, you know, so my shoe, you,
2: Robo. you know you know my shoe box is empty don't you since rama left me my shoe box is empty i'm dead sad never mind <laughs> hey Maltres- signal have you have you got a Maltres- treasury
4: signal i will say yeah, i will always say maltrez is like the nicest guy I've ever i talked to across the whole ecosystem um for a long time since they rack first started and i was like doing some due diligence on them he's an awesome guy. Um, yeah, I manage. We do manage our treasury. Uh, uh, yeah, like we we've moved things into stables periodically, um, like we did a little bit back. So so for for stuff we sell on Stargaze, all of that or sorry, yeah every all of that we uh, we stake um, as part of like the platform uh, commitment, and then we what we do is uh, we manage uh any any like staking rewards or things like that sometimes we'll pick up stuff for other collections but then we also have the the signal token as well which which we did like um you know we launched and had it had like a run up for a while early in the in the summer uh and so we like moved some of that into stables at that point and then used some of that to kind of like balance or, or or to uh to kind of stabilize our treasury as as like things is Juno and other other tokens declined over uh, the fall. Um, We also have like a treasury of NFTs from other projects that we buy. And then like half of that is projects that we just like that we want to support. And then the other half of that is like strategic. Uh, Yeah, so we're trying to build, you know, obviously like Owlis are like the main guys for that. Is like trying to build a huge vault. Um, But we try to do a little bit of that um, because I think it is a very good hedge against stars if like us we're like extremely exposed to stars because we we stake everything yeah yeah and i do want to
7: say staking is important as well that's something that we've never touched uh and i think a lot of projects definitely would agree with that having something staked and supporting the platform uh wherever you're at always continuing to to stake what you can and just let it grow and like for our staking we actually take our rewards and give them to our holders so our staking is usually right around <clears throat> like 300 to 320,000 tokens. Um and then we just continue to give rewards based off of that. I think it's I think we have like 315,000 if I'm right. Um and then whatever that grows to throughout the month, we just kick it to the holders and so that will literally never change uh, just based off the price of stars. That's the only way it would change.
2: there's be any questions about uh, managing treasuries or uh any encounters. No, or- I definitely
6: agree with uh, space Scouts in terms of their breakdown. For the gelato treasury, we have about you know about 40% in IBC baskets like Adam, Juno, Osmo. We have about 30% in Bitcoin and the rest of it sort of sitting in NFTs. So definitely agree, keep an eye on it. You know, markets moving, you definitely don't want to, you know, have all your assets and super something super risky. But
2: yeah, definitely a good breakdown. Talk about risky. We've got a we've got a risky topic uh, coming up, haven't we? <laughs>
3: hey,
2: I tell you what, though, before we go on, AJ, can we just reach out to you, buddy, and just ask you about your, your little journey or whatever with like ordinals? Uh, is there any advice there you would give people? Because uh, I I just was checking you guys out yesterday, and it looks like it's a roaring success, right? Have you had fun doing it? Has it been a challenge? What can you tell us?
7: Yeah, for sure. It's been a journey. Um thankfully we hopped in, <clears throat> excuse me, pretty early. Uh where we like sub 150, not too early, but yeah, right right around before things picked up, sub 150. And most of them, we not most of them, all of them, we let holders customize and we just inscribe them as we go. And one other thing we've been doing is we have auctions within our Discord. So some I will pull from the treasury and I'll just auction them off and we cover inscription cost. And if you win the auction, we'll let you change one to two traits, uh, maybe even into a Bitcoin trait. So if you want to want an auction and you want to have like some Bitcoin eyes or uh, a Bitcoin T-shirt or something, we will let you swap that out. Uh, But as far as like the journey to start, yeah, I made some expensive mistakes uh, to say the least on the first few. And then I quickly learned a little bit more of how things are supposed to be done. And it has been, it's been, yeah, it's been great. We actually have been talking with Magic Eden and then Magic Eden released today their ordinals. Uh, Our collection will go live on uh, Magic Eden as well for the Bitcoin ordinals. And then we have a collection on ordinals Wallet of course, the main website, uh, the main site for everything. And we've had a few sales, nothing going too crazy at the moment, but we are working with, I just uh, talked with Scooby from uh, Baddies vs. Goodies. And we're going to do a little bit of something coming up. We're not quite sure exactly, but we're throwing some ideas back and forth. And then for the ordinals, we're going to start giving them some incentives within our staking DAP as well. Um, and then maybe an STX collection airdrop coming up as well. Because STX is one of the first things will be introduced into when you get into Bitcoin ordinals. Um, and that's kind of the the layer that people will go to. They are different. It's, it's just like, uh, I would say, keep it simple. It's like Stargaze uh, STXs, but um, the ordinals are obviously slightly different. And now with ordinals taking off so quickly, Uh, they have just gone unreal. The price of to inscribe an NFT has tripled. Um, We were inscribing NFTs for, you know, we do high res and we keep them over 700 uh, pixels, 700 by 700, and then we do uh, PNGs. So they're pretty big files or or pretty big sizes. Um, And then everyone else is doing like, if you guys saw the decod, the decods went crazy. But the D-Gods did a bulk inscription and the, the images look garbage. They look terrible. But D-Gods doesn't matter. They're a brand, right? Like You could literally have uh, an eyeball and people would still spend $20,000 on it. But my point being is now you have to pay more and it is becoming, once again, a, a gas issue. like These fees are getting crazy. And if you don't pay more money during the inscription, because they give you levels anywhere from low, medium, high, and custom, if you don't pay higher fees, then the miners literally just ignore your inscription. When you inscribe it and broadcast it to the network, they just skip your inscription because you didn't, quote unquote, you're not the highest bidder, if that makes sense. Um, but as far as the whole process, it's been great. It's a it's a lot to learn. Um, I think this opens up, like I've told everyone that it buys uh, a Bitcoin ordinal. I, I tell them straight up, we don't know if this will ever become anything. We don't. But for once, we learned and we got, it. We got out ahead of things very quickly. And you know, we're going to continue to give back to you guys for just trusting us. Uh, and so far, it's been great. And, and the most important thing is it really forced us to learn something very quickly because we, we had to dig in and learn because every day there were thousands of inscriptions just flying and so if you if, for instance if you had like you were at one hundred thousand, you know inscription number if you waited one day or two days you might be over 125k and one of the biggest things is is that the lower the inscription number is quote unquote the more valuable uh, because they they call them artifacts uh everyone at the end of the day they're just you know they're inscribed on sats like that's what they're inscribed on um and you can go and see which uh inscription or which block everything is is put into um i'm just trying to keep it very simple that what block holds your nft and what sat holds your nft it's pretty it's pretty unique like you can go all the way back some of these stats were like you know, early to like 2000, I don't even remember the lowest one. I think Saber showed me it was like 2018, 2017, something that we saw. Um, and then we saw some even way sooner, but these are things I'm learning. Like I didn't even know she's like, no, you can go to this link and then click here and click here. And then you can see all this data. And I was like, Whoa, that's actually really unique. Um, but anyways, that's me rambling. It's just been a really cool journey. Do they become anything? I don't know. But does this open up avenues for Bitcoin to explore? I think yes. And I think people are quickly seeing that uh, because one of the biggest store of values, you know, that's what Bitcoin used to be, right? Like Bitcoin was first designed for peer to peer transaction, like <clears throat> instead of using cash, peer to peer Bitcoin transaction. That was the thing. And then it became everyone was saying, like, oh, it's a store of value, you know, don't buy gold, buy Bitcoin. Okay, that's cool. But now it's like, okay. These actually exist in the block, you know. In they, they're in in the blocks. They're not just on chain. They don't just exist on a layer. Um, so it's it's very unique. They are immutable, meaning they cannot be changed. If you mess anything up, that's too bad. Uh, and I learned, I, I definitely learned that. Don't mess up. And yeah, I I think that pretty much covers it. Like it just. It just says everything. It's a great learning experience, and the, the community has just loved it. And at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? So oh, we're excited, dude. and uh, yeah, just keep keep doing what we can.
2: Dude, you're one of the roaring successes of uh, Cosmos and Ordinals, in my opinion. Like when I looked, did a deep dive on you guys yesterday in the ordinal stuff, and I was just blown away. Uh, and Risby was talking about another project earlier as well, weren't you, Risby? That's been quite uh, hitting the Ordinals. Yeah, what was that again?
6: uh stargaze kingdom goodie versus baddies
7: yeah that's with scooby that's who we're actually uh, scooby helps us with the back end of everything so just so you guys know like you can't just upload and this is where people get really confused so you can't just upload nfts to a chain like you like um like you can to a marketplace on stargaze you can't just upload it you have to go into the code um and i don't know anything about code really when it comes to how you implement it all i know is you have to fork the code and then you have to put all the inscriptions in. you got to have all the proper metadata. And then they run it, Ordinals, who I'm saying they, they run it through a script they have. It goes through two or three scripts. And if anything gets flagged, you have to start the whole process over every time. Um, so luckily, Scooby, um, who is Stargate's Kingdoms, he has helped us just tremendously get through everything. And and he still is someone that, has like he has led, me on that side of things he just like he, he, he literally was like i need to pay you or something He goes, no dude i'll just do it for you like that's how cool he is and um they've been doing great too they've been doing it's crazy like, here's the craziest thing and this is no disrespect to anybody but like to see um his nfts you know they're they're pretty cheap on stargaze but they're going for hundreds of dollars on bitcoin on on the ordinals so to me that was like Wow, that you know that's crazy, and we've had a few sales three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars of sales, um, or per per inscription, um, but Scooby's been been a great person to bounce ideas off of, and he really knows what he's doing. Like, there's no like that is a great person. If you want to learn some more about Ordinals, talk to Scooby, and he's he's a he's just awesome. I I honestly I've never really talked to him much before we got into Ordinals. The dude's a genius. And I I'm very thankful to have got to know him.
6: The process you're describing is exactly why I'm so bullish on uh, ordinals is the fact that I remember our first collection that we added to Ordinal, we opened up a pull request, we added all the metadata. It literally took days for them to merge it in because there's so many people constantly opening up requests to merge in their ordinal, you know, into the main site. It's so early. The fact that the mempool it's full of so many ordinal, like so much gas is being paid. Like all this makes me super excited for Bitcoin. I feel like something big is brewing. So I'm glad you guys are doing it. Other projects with Stargazer is doing it. It's going to be fucking kick ass.
7: Yeah, it's, it's been great. And it's just, you know, people say it's a hype, it's a fad. It's a, okay. Well, how do you know? Like get off your high horse and maybe, just maybe, you're talking about one of the biggest cryptocurrencies in the world that. Opened up a whole new door for people to explore. Now, do the Bitcoin Maxis hate it? Absolutely, most of them hate it. The gas is getting wild. I just looked at an inscription today, just to give you perspective. Uh, We're paying like twelve to twenty dollars today before I left my office. Seventy-five bucks to inscribe the same NFT. Some of them were up to some of them were up to two hundred and fifty dollars. So, you need to know when to inscribe. And you need to do it when uh, you need to do it with cost efficient. You need to know what the proper like it. One of the cool things about the meme pools, which is kind of just like mint scan for simple use. It tells you how much you overpaid in gas. So if you mess up, it'll be you paid 200x gas and you will be like, oh, sh-, like, damn, I'm, <laughs> that was definitely not a good idea. Um, but that's what one thing I thought was kind of interesting is it. It tries to show you like right there, like don't, don't inscribe. It's trying to tell you, don't inscribe, just wait. Um, And for anyone that's wondering, I have found typically Friday through Saturday in the evening, Eastern Standard Time, like 10 to 11 at night, it gets a lot cheaper. So if you want to mess around and do things. um, And then another thing we thought was unique, and you you might have to run this by founders because I'm not sure how they feel about it. But you know some of us have like NFTs that we call useless or whatever they're worth like nothing. I wonder if everyone and I talked with my team about this. I wonder if we made a collection called like the mystery box, right? And people could inscribe whatever they want at their own will and then we can put it into the collection under one name where people can come and buy these because at the end of the day people just want to buy shit and they and they want low inscription numbers. Uh, so I thought, you know, maybe that's a way to bring and introduce new founders and new community members to show them how to inscribe and, and walk them through the process. Um, I think that, I don't know, might be cool because I saw what the kingdoms did and my Lord, like that was, if that's not like a light bulb in your head, then I don't know what is, but yeah, that, yeah, I could go on all day about it. We've really enjoyed it. And the traits Gluck has made for us are just out of this world. If you've seen the art that he's done and he's had a great time with it as well. And um, that's, it's so important. The community loved it. The, even the artists loved it. I mean, what else can we do?
6: I'm kind of glad you mentioned that whole thing about a light bulb is to me, you know, as a business, as a project, you got to keep thinking about how to adapt. It's like now that chat GPT exists, right? Like how can you use that to make your project, your brand even better? Now that Bitcoin Ordinals exist, How can you leverage that? People who kind of just don't like kind of stay in their box, you know, maybe it's not the best thing. Like sort of go out there, see what exists. And who knows, you know, maybe if meme duck launched on Ethereum, they wouldn't have seen much success, but it launched on Stargaze. Now people are crazy. Throw shit out there and let's see what stick.
7: You know, people are crazy like that. Yeah. If you don't take, if you don't take risk and you don't open up opportunities and the end of the day, uh, at the end of the day, like everyone's got to remember collections have to make money. If we don't make money and we can't cash flow, there will be no collections. So, don't be worried when a collection is trying to, to do something new or a founder or a team. Just maybe instead of like thinking one thought, sit down and, and look at it from a different perspective. Like, hey, maybe instead of like nagging at them, I could really help them and see what they see. Maybe I don't see it. Come from a different angle. Um, and, I, and I really think that's what most people forget. At the end of the day, if projects can't cash flow they won't they won't be around like
2: correct C- correct EG. Yeah. i couldn't agree with you more and you know that's one of the things about raccoon and building the nft marketplace right on huahua dude it's enabled us to keep the lights on and there was like disgruntled people in the community like oh you know why why you're not putting energy into making games we want more games blah blah what it's like yeah but that takes development and you you've got to put cash in for the reserve etc we need to keep the fucking lights on and, and that's exactly what you're talking about dude yeah
7: Yeah. I mean, you know, in my business, we have uh, a 35% gross margin, uh, not 35%. You know, it's not like $100 plus 35%, like 35% gross margin. And when I come into, you know, Web3 is a little different, right? But as my team knows, like I pay my team before I pay anyone because at the end of the day, that's what matters. But also, I'm going to keep the money in the project because we got a cash flow. We have to make sure that we're always growing and like we have to They, they i just don't like when i think about it and people are like where's the airdrops where's i mean dude relax do you know how much money we've spent to get here for your nft that's already 10x or 20x and and your airdrops on top of that like do you know how much money this costs because if you did you'd probably pass out from seeing that so i just really want people to understand like these projects we really respect what you say and we love you guys but I mean, come on! Sometimes you, you just gotta put read between the lines and see how much these projects actually cost, and that goes for anything in in Web three. You guys see how expensive it is? It goes for everyone. Like it, it's very expensive. Correct.
2: Go on, signal. It's time to come in here. I
4: was just gonna complain about costs. No, no I'm joking. Um, you know, you're right. It is expensive. <laughs> you put like I, that's that's like we basically at least for us, like we look at everything we're doing is just this like kind of big bet on, on this ecosystem. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're, 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 you're very deep into it. Probably if you're like a small self-funded project, um, or any, any, any kind of project, if you're self-funded, you're probably, uh, pretty deep in, um, I wanted to share if I can change this topic. Did you see this, this bad, I don't, I don't know if it's, I, I just know, uh, Robo, you like news on your things. Is this, Bitkids collection reel on uh, on stargaze you guys see this Bitkids. kids it looks no. like it's made by it's made by the the ad the contract that made bad kids sorry there's a dog whining real so my house um it's made by the contract that made bad kid and it just appeared it's going to launch tomorrow it's called Bitkids, but when you, when you look it's instantiated by the exact same contract that made bad any white, any
2: whitelist, any whitelist uh, on it or not? Is any whitelist no? You know, if you go to where it's telling you how long it's going to be before it launches, and it'll say it maybe if
7: anyone list. in here is from the gay community, they could let us know. Like if it's legit, it might be something the
4: community put together. Who knows? It's made by um, the same address. Is is yeah, so so it has, like it I has heard, to be. Yeah, yeah.
6: I, I bet that's um
4: I can't hear
7: your mic. Oh, sorry. I bet it's legit then. Um,
1: I, I don't have anything like special to say on it other than that, but I'm assuming it's legitimate.
7: Well, we'll, no, okay, it's- here. here we go. Everyone ape in, and if we get rugged, then we can blame Bonzi. I'm just kidding. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> no, it, 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 yeah, it, I think, yeah, I think you answered that. Like, yeah, it sounds legit. So everyone, let's ape in and uh, just mint the project out.
1: It'll be the first bad kids that I ever own and just uh it, it drop, like
4: it's it, live tomorrow but i just noticed that it's up it's not like listed on the launch pad yet but i just noticed that, that it's gone up so, i don't know
2: if it if it goes south just dm uh, bonzi your uh your stars he'll make good on you don't worry about that gang we take care of our audience you know yeah no i will i will make a collection that is ill It'll be like the
1: IOUs from Dumb and Dumber, and I'll mint
7: like a of <laughs> IOUs. Hey, maybe it's April Fools. We got April coming up. Maybe they're just messing with us.
4: That's actually who knows. That's reasonable, hey. Eh? Um, but yeah, I hey. put it. I, <laughs> if anyone wants to check you know, this BitKids thing, I replied to the. I don't know how to put something in the nest, but I curious. Right. And yeah, if everything. you
7: if you click on a post, just like just click on it to open it up. And then on the bottom right, where there's the share icon, or like it's the looks like a square with an arrow pointing up.
4: Click oh, on it. that. I got it. Okay, perfect. There's, there's you know, how there's certain things in UI that like you you have a blindness to. Like it's like I open that up. That share rack if it doesn't appear in my in my mind. I mean, it's there, but I just don't see it. Thank you. Thank you.
2: <laughs> Can I, can I mention something about Rack FM very, very quickly, guys? Uh, Finn just dropped us some news earlier, uh, and he's in here. We are coming to the end, so, guys, if anybody in the audience would like to come up and speak, please, by all means, we'll send out a couple of invites, right, as we get towards the end of the show. But you can literally now, if you're in front of a browser, you can just put uh, rackfm.org in, hit enter, bang, take you straight through to uh, our landing page. So, yeah, Finn got rackfm.org for us always taking care of us man guys we're on all platforms now uh, finn, finn
7: takes care of everyone he's always yeah. always in here he's like managing i was like these dumbasses no we, he's he, he's awesome speaking of that i need he, to send him a donation like yeah i haven't i need finn sorry you need to just get in my dms and yell at me
2: EJ, do you know what he's actually said in the Discord to B-Bands earlier? Uh, He's basically said to B-Bands, like, all he needs is some artwork, and he'll set up, like, a complete landing page for you guys, yeah? Pretty cool.
7: Yeah, he, she, so Bands is already on. It's not Bands. It's we're waiting on Octane to get some art done. He's been having migraines lately, and it's, uh, we told him a while back, but he had he's also on a few projects that have been minting like arcadia and others and um yes we are aware and finn apologies for the
2: delay but
7: 100 percent we are it is on the list
2: i mean we are i mean we are we're indebted to what finn's doing for us like it's, you know he's built out the spotify page uh, it's got like 70 odd episodes on i think 77 or something spotify google yeah. podcast itunes store and obviously twitter and the rackfm.org now so it's like like I kind of, I kind of give him enough kudos, you know. AJ's is an absolute legend. He is.
4: For me, I'm not, I'm not thankful for to Finn for anything. I just take uh, I take him for granted, and I'm not thankful.
2: <laughs> hey guys, uh, hopefully we can get some people up by all means. Hey, eh? Bayband, Silverstein, we can see you there, Scotty, Brandon. Anybody wants to come up and ask a question, right, Chad? Anyone? Uh, Jake would love to have any input. So, was there any other things, uh, Risby, that was on your mind before we start to wrap it up? No, I think we covered
6: it. Definitely would love to hear from anyone in the audience. I know we've been speaking for a while, shooting the shit. So, if anyone has any hard questions or interesting questions, yeah, I would love to dive into it.
2: Bro, these shows, man, they're like, what, t- two hours and it, it feels like 10 minutes. The time just flies by, you know?
6: Yeah, uh, before I came here, like, I had a big ass steak. I had, like, a, a few, uh, Irish coffee, so I was like super packed, almost
2: ready to sleep. But this space definitely woke me up. So, mate, you've been a, a brilliant uh, moderator, AJ. Was there anything you wanted to bring up, uh, guys? I mean, we normally don't come on here like chill the projects and that, but uh, AJ, I saw you've opened up Ignition Labs. Congratulations, that's open fully now. Yeah,
7: yeah. So it's been this is the fifth week. uh We opened it up for good. So if you guys want to uh burn your elixirs, don't burn them on stargaze. We have a um, a DAP that you go to, and it's kind of a, a process that you get a see a little bit of the lore. You get a. We also have a an audio producer. He has some music overlay, and then Octane as well. He's the graphic producer, and uh, he does. They they all did it together. Uh, so you'll burn your elixirs. You get a spaceship on the back end, um, and if you don't want to do that, we actually set up another way today. If you don't want to go to the DAP, because maybe after you do it a few times, you're like, cool, okay, that's fine. Um, you can simply just send your elixirs to. Um, one of our wallets and then it triggers a mint of an airdrop to your um, to your wallet so it's just scripts interacting with one another one has a quote-unquote ui through the dap and the other one is just a boring transfer and to be clear do not burn them on stargaze and do not burn them um, period unless you're going through the dap because when you do it on stargaze you're transferring them to our burn wallet which triggers the script so if you burn four on stargaze um you won't get anything like that's your fault which will still take care of you but it's your fault don't make it harder on us um but yeah it's been great and we actually have from there we have staking that will be live uh when we go i just got actually just messaged the dev before i got on this and he said it's ready uh now octane will do some changes to the front end but it was ready to go live on stargaze and then we you know we're migrating to polygon um, and now that's all going to be live on Polygon right when we migrate. So, uh, and then we built the bridge as well. We built a bridge for uh, to bridge your NFTs from Stargaze to Polygon. Um, you'll simply send your uh, NFTs to our wallet with your MetaMask as the memo. It will then trigger the script and emit the exact same ID for you on Polygon. Um, And then for now, you don't have to bridge. Like if you guys have a space skelly on uh, or anything, a ship, a spaceship or Elixir, anything, you don't have to bridge at all. Um, You just won't get the benefits of the staking. Uh, You know, the staking has the art upgrades, space pods, about everything under the sun that you can imagine. Um, But just so you know, if you don't bridge, that's okay. Like no one, it's up to you. It's up to the user. And we wanted to give you guys that. That option um, But yeah, we're, we're a lot happening and just trying to, you know, try to just keep moving along. We also have the ordinals that we're trying to make sure we do right, and, and the ordinals has been moving so fast. Um, that's been taking a lot of our energy, but most importantly is is the polygon, um, and then getting everything ready. So everyone that migrates will be able to have the first 1,000 NFTs will have boosters for Starlace within the DAP. It is a in DAP token only, like V Bucks on Fortnite. It has no value outside of the DAP. Um, so yeah, just if you have questions, just let us know. And I don't want to go in too deep, but that yeah, it's it's been it's been awesome to see how dumb I am when all the devs start talking. But no, it's been great to really just see these things being built and it all come together. You know, it's it's an idea on pen and paper. Uh, we have team meetings every week, and we just have been having these meetings for so many months. Uh, and to see it start to come together from just the back end and then to the UI and then to getting to actually experience it, it's really it is really unique. Um, and as a founder, getting to kind of be on the front end of it all and and see how everyone interacts. Um, there's a lot that you don't know when you' you think you know uh, as a founder. like and I learn, not really. I try to learn from these guys every day. But if you're a dev in here, like you're a genius And the stuff you guys do. My Lord, I, I can't but even, uh, it's amazing. I
2: also, I also think you guys are experts at like capitalizing on the shipping at the right time. You know, you, you seem to have executed things like at perfect kind of times, you know, Skelly's when the market was a bit low. So we've seen a massive run up. Then obviously Stargaze technology wasn't built there. So you guys have had to build your own. And you capitalizing on that again, the timing of the ordinals is like really good execution A watch mind from other projects, you know?
7: Yeah, I appreciate it. It's just a lot of team effort. And it's a lot of just, once again, it comes down to my team just staying ahead of the curve and not being scared to take chances. And our community knows at the end of the day, we have the best interest for them. With every decision we make, they are the number one priority. And the only reason we would make a decision. Is because we foresee it to be better for them, um, and it typically, you know, don't want to say anything wrong, but it's done well, and people have trusted us. And it, it's not just uh, you know, it's not just me or or the devs. It's it, it, we put it up for a vote, like the community voted for us to move, and we just said let's do it. You know, we already were ready to move. We already had plans laid out. We let them make that final decision, and then we went um so it's it's yeah it's just it's a lot it's so many moving parts and and as a founder anyone in here knows there's just there's always so much happening all the time and
2: well i thought there was going to be eyebrows raised dj i thought there was going to be eyebrows raised about (laughs) some projects moving and you know something no and and counter counter that we were talking last week in the the after show about the kepler and i was talking to some corduino devs and they're like nah fuck it like we don't care. like let you go where your project like best suited like it should have launched on there in the first place kind of thing you know in hindsight doing what you guys want to do with the gaming in hindsight you probably should have launched on polygon first right but never mind yeah there was just no
7: uh there's no marketplace on polygon at that time everything was more dead than a rock you know after the dpeg we went to polygon and we were just kind of standing there, like like a boat in the middle of the water. Just <laughs> there was no land in sight. Uh, we were waiting for one planet to build, and they didn't. Magic Eden didn't support Polygon, and no one really trusts links to mint on. Like Polygon wasn't really an NFT scene, and so no one really trusted you to just be like, oh here's a link, like just go ahead and mint. Um, so yeah, I mean we we really came to just get our collection minted, and. Cause the community had been supporting us for over a year, um, to get to that point where we minted. Uh, and then from there, we just, we knew sooner or later, if we wanted to keep growing, like there was going to be growing pains. Uh, and there is a project that is going to be leaving stargaze that is going to really piss people off. Um, we'll talk about that when that happens, but Ooh, every, everything alpha. is not as, everything is not as, uh, yeah, I'm just going to shut up. Just, yeah, don't be afraid to take changes, guys. Like, Or if you're stuck and you're in the middle of a situation, just talk with your community. Let them know the ins and outs of what actually happens behind the scenes um, and what your train of thought is. And get them in on team meetings. Bring in random people to your meetings that are active in the community. Just bring them in. And you'd be surprised the the really dumb ideas that turn into good ideas. Um, But yeah, I'm just going to leave that. I'll leave that there.
6: I feel like one of my favorite models that I try to live by is think big, move fast. And to me, you know, crypto Web3 is still the new frontier. So many random shit, you know, is possible here. You know, when the uh, you know apps first came out, someone made a million dollars making a simple, you know, flashlight app because it just didn't exist. And I think a lot of those opportunities exist within Web3 today. So I 100% agree with you. Don't be afraid to take chances. Listen to your community and just try stuff, you know? It can't hurt.
7: (laughs) Amen. can't hurt what you're going to do, mess up and then pivot and make a new change. Right. You just got to, the projects that worry me are the ones that don't, don't take risk. Like, how do you, how are you going to scale? How are you going to stand out? Are you just going to exist or you just, are you going to become something? Um, and I really think like, you know, some people, yeah, you're great. Stay where you are. But if you see projects that are so massive, still making changes, still like, Uh, Let's just take D gods, for example. One of the biggest brands, and there's they could have just stayed very comfortable where they were at, right? And you're like, oh, they got you know what, four million dollars to move. Okay, four million dollars. That's not that's not a lot of money. It's not a lot of money to run a project the size that they do. It's not that much money. And when you think about it, these guys just minted. uh, I don't know if you saw this. They minted their ordinals, right? They minted uh, it was like five hundred ordinals or something. These sold out so fast. People were paying an extra three to five grand in gas fees. And they went from about, I think it was like 9,000 mint, 12,000 a mint. They went 20K plus in a heartbeat. All of these. Do you know how much backlash someone like at that level gets and how hard it is for them to probably not give in to all the negativity? And then to turn around and just say, watch me, just watch me. And I think that's what we all got to remember is we hear a lot of noise, right? There's a lot of noise in this space, but you know what it took to get to where you are. So you know what it takes to get to the next step. Um, And it's, it's okay to mess up. Like you're going to fuck up. Like that's just going to happen. But that's where you make the breakthrough is once you mess up and yeah, I, I, I've messed up so many times in in real life to get to where I am now w- with my businesses, but it's the same thing in what I'm going to make a mistake one day in Web three, and the community is going to look at me like I'm an evil man. But that's okay because at least I'm pushing, I'm pushing art project to do more, do better
2: every day. But isn't isn't that what is kind of saying though or about the frontier? Like like that's what the NFT industry is built for, isn't it? Is that like innovation and exploration and like i like to me that's what nft the whole industry like represents right yeah freedom. i feel like one of
6: the things i feel like one of the things that a lot of people don't do and they should if you gotta celebrate failure you know every time you fail you learn something next time you do it you do a slightly different or slightly better like for me i i started well over five plus companies and in the beginning three of them crashed and burned, but i learned a lot and because of that i started another successful company i started gelato But all that didn't happen. This was like almost like 15 or 10, you know, 10, 15 years in the making. Like I failed a shit ton before I got to the place I am at life right now. And you just got to be okay with it. It's like every time you hear anyone great or any amazing project, they probably had a thousand failures. And then the thousand and one they tried something crazy happened. So yeah, just got to go shoot your shot, learn from it. And hopefully next
2: time you do it, you know, you'll do something different and better. and Hopefully it'll take off. Right. Guys, we're gonna we're gonna round it up, but we have got someone who's jumped up, the wonderful Brandon. I believe uh, he was on the uh, show with EJ and them the other day. I love those family shows that they have, man, on their uh, Bare Bones of Web3. So fucking cool. And uh, having the Christy uh, Christy critters up there was brilliant. So Brandon, yeah, you can you can take us out with the last question, dude. Yeah. Hey, how's it going, guys? I don't really have much of a question, so I just I
8: hadn't heard or seen anything about bitkids and I got curious, so I started searching stuff. Uh, It looks like I'm I'm assuming here this is all the secondhand information or just off the top of my head research stuff, but it looks like it's a a clone collection, but like a digital version. So I'm looking on Hubble tools and somebody's got two of them in their wallet. uh, They're lower numbers in the collection, and then they've got exact matching numbers of digital ones that just got airdropped into their wallet for those two token IDs and the actual token ID like they they're like digital versions of the one that you've already got sitting in your wallet like it's it's actually pretty slick so I'm kind of from what I'm guessing it doesn't look like it's going to be a, a mintable collection at all it looks like it's like a digital clone of whatever bad kid you have being airdropped into your wallet
2: oh my goodness Oh my goodness.
8: Yeah, I got way more excited when I found that. <laughs>
2: this fucking NFT roundtable, man. These, these shows are where it's at, man, isn't it? Any you guys got a comment any of you guys holding bad kids in the treasury? Um, the one thing I would
1: say is I I want to say that it might be mintable and the only reason I'm thinking that is they're giving themselves a day and a half to airdrop everything. They've done 15% like it, it it have to be exact so like i'm gonna bank on there being some that are mintable but i could be wrong
8: well hopefully they at least get up to i think mine is like 5087 so hopefully they at least get that far and airdrop me mine
7: <laughs> is the collection size the exact same of yeah, that
8: yeah they're both nine 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 nine
4: so yeah it could but are be they doing a by be wallet network. Like, you know what I mean? You could true, do it by a wallet true. if you hold just one, yeah. or you could do it by how yep. many you hold. Like per,
7: per five, you get one or something <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I got you.
8: Oh, okay. What, what uh, I'm also, seeing in this I wallet could... is like, it's number 1301. They had bad kids number 1301, and now they've got bit kid number 1301, and they're like the same. They're both blonde girls with like the same features and shirts and all that shit. So I, I'm thinking that it's like a, a clone kind of a thing almost.
1: Okay, no, you're you're totally right. I so when I first looked, I saw it was fifteen percent airdropped, and I forgot to refresh the page, so I thought it was sitting at the same percent for
2: like an hour. Never mind, I'm with you. I'm I'm hundred percent with you. That's fun. Nice. Don't get, Bonzi, don't get bonzy. Don't get bonzy started on Stargate's performance there. <laughs> 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 not the <today>, deer, Not the <laughs> deer.
7: Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's good though. Good I thank you for coming up and uh saying that. So now anyone that has questions, you should possibly 99% chance to be getting an airdrop, it sounds like. So that's great job looking into that.
2: Oh, that jake He must be worth a fortune. He must be sitting on at least about 40 bad kids, I bet ya. I bet he's got a right vault full, that fella. Uh, he loves a bad yeah, kid. I know he?
7: somebody who has like a hundred and thirty, so uh yeah, don't piss off that well. There might be an issue. yeah there's a he'll be getting a lot of airdrops he'll be happy
2: i don't only got about what 60 left or something i think he offloaded about 40 he should have kept it on good old good old don
7: he paper-handed skellies at literally 180 stars he paper-handed all of his skellies and i go he goes uh i need to get more i said yeah i mean that's i can't just give you any sorry but yeah he's a he good old don He's I always got interesting racks. videos.
2: Yeah, I bought his raccoons. He paper handed them at like 220, 225 or something. And then uh, they went to like nearly 600. Thanks for playing Don.
7: <laughs> oh, Lord. The L's. But hey, one hey, more
2: did
8: detail thing. I'm sorry to cut in again just one more little detail thing it looks like the lo- most recent one that I can find was a transaction on December 4th that that one did receive a bit kid so I'm not sure exactly when they did their snapshot but it was not from like the mint or anything it was it's more recent than that
7: I got you so they didn't put any of this information in their discord doesn't look like it Well, do I, don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know do they have a discord Brandon
8: I think they do they do have a really? Discord. I've not looked recently, though. I can pop in. Yeah, they the might track. have had
7: an announcement. We're asking all these questions. There might just be an announcement that's literally just tells us what it is. But yeah, that
4: that's, that's uh, awesome. The airdrops. People, they, they, they like to do it on I feel like it's probably stealth. Maybe there's an announcement, though. You might be right. Yeah, because that, that'd be kind of...
7: It's interesting. You know, when they do... Sometimes they do airdrops, right? And that a seller maybe offloads or people start offloading. And all of a sudden, they get the airdrops and not the new holder so then it's like you get you get caught in that you know cash 22 if you didn't tell anybody when the snapshot deadline was or time frame then people can get upset but if it's just you know it's not going to have the 20k start value so any any airdrops well, yeah any airdrops just free right and you can make something from it but that's good i, I that someone's going to be
2: very happy if they have a lot of bad kids and with that, gentlemen, we, we are starting to get messages of warning from Finn, telling me we've got like three minutes left. Uh, two hours and 20 is literally the furthest he goes without breaking something up. Uh, guys, I, I tell you what, this show, uh, absolutely fantastic. Honestly, I, I so much enjoyed taking part of this. And I'm sure, Risby, I'm sure you've had a lot of fun today, yeah?
6: Uh, it was incredible. I uh, definitely can't wait to attend the next roundtable. Thank you for all the amazing conversation. My wife is slightly yelling at me to go to bed too it's almost like 11 30 out here so yeah definitely enjoy it all the time here
2: no worries my friend more than welcome i'm looking forward to uh record and you guys you know just pushing forward standing like i say shoulder to shoulder you know that that's how it should work well it's like low level projects. If, if we can stand together we can create change you know
6: we'll take the gambling world by a storm can't wait
2: <laughs> for sure man uh, guys any signal anything to say before we uh, pop off dude for the night
4: we do have a collection coming out with cosmograph on uh, march 31st on stargaze 10 piece collection uh yeah more details on that later otherwise thank you so much everyone i i i always learn so much from these spaces shooting the shit with you guys and uh it's really cool to be with these projects here so thank you
2: Oh, recent, I take it if it's a small collection, there'll be no whitelist and then first come, first served. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Nothing else. Yeah. Mm, interesting. March 31st, guys, get that in your calendar. Hey, Pepe, you're still around, dude. We know you were at work. Yeah. Sorry, guys. I didn't get to participate much tonight, um, but I was listening the whole time. And uh, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of input on
4: Ornald anyways, so it was just kind of cool to listen to you. Uh,
5: Everything
2: that's going on with all of that, so appreciate the insights and thank you all. No worries, Pepe mate. We understand. It's always a pleasure, sir. Never a chore. All right, you're one of the founders of the the NFT Roundtable. You know, uh, Bonzi got anything to add?
1: Uh, yeah. Just for SSR, we're taking our Snapchat on three twenty four. So in like three days for the card airdrop for the game uh we are targeting so there's like three different conversations happening um the game will be raid by 331 it might not be approved by the app store then and on stargazer's side that eth um special thing that we have going might not be till the seventh so somewhere between 331 to seven, i believe the game will be released um So, slight update on that, but the snapshot is being taken in three days. Uh, Look to our profile for the airdrop distribution. Thanks, guys.
2: And I've seen people scooping up those uh, sunny sides. I saw somebody fat-fingered one the other day and sold it for dirt cheap, and Homestead bought it straight up or something. I saw that the other day. Can I,
1: can I say real quick, uh, this part I'm amazed by. So if you go to our standard collection, number one through 1000, the last time I checked, there was a single one for sale that was for 5,000 stars. Like, I, I love, like, no one notices it from the in, from the outside, but like on the inside, one through 1000 are like our Dow NFTs, right? So like, I, everyone's been scooping them up who like, follows us and it's been crazy to see because like you know people look at it and they see 50 whatever star floor price but not nah, the good ones there aren't any they're all being held <laughs> yeah, a,
2: that was a juicy that was a juicy one homestead picked up the other day like he's been sitting on hubble just waiting for them on the uh, live uh listings uh stream you know just refreshing yeah brilliant i think uh actually think jacob as well uh was Mentioning about the collection the other day. Jacob, just before we, we have got to go, us friends getting angry. Any, any last comments, Jacob, before we close out?
5: I would say we have a second collection on Juno. We're opening the minting process soon. So hopefully by next week or the week after. Um, so if you go on my pin tweet, you should see all the information. So it's a one-of-a-kind one of first generative music NFC in the cosmos backed by 30 Juno. So that's like the the gist of the NFT. It's also a DAO governance in Juno, so we are utilizing DAO DAO to make it happen. So it's pretty really cool. So if if you if you're listening, you can just check it out. Um. So I'm excited about that one. So it should that's be the
2: Atlas DAO. Is that day. right?
5: Is that Atlas, there, the Atlas DAO? Yeah, Atlas DAO. Yeah. So Atlas DAO. So we finally launched Atlas DAO. for so the NFTs. Atlas NMCs, so should be should be pretty cool. Uh, check it out, guys. Thank you.
2: <laughs> no, no worries, buddy. Thank you very much. And guys, I will say a uh, big props to risby tonight because I did plan on having two co-hosts. I'm guessing there's some something that's cropped up or something that's going on because we have had a long-term commitment and that this person's been on the show before. So it's definitely something something's happened. You know, uh, we'll see if we can rearrange it uh, for another one. And we'll just keep trying to mix it up, guys. You know, have some good, cool guest moderators on and hopefully keep, uh, you know, meeting once a fortnight and, and chewing the fat, right? So, yeah, I want to thank you all very much. Yep, yeah, if you're in the States, I wish you a good evening, right? Go and relax a little bit, yeah, before you drift off. And thank you very much, guys, for being in attendance. And to the audience, you're all Giga Chads. Uh, if you were late to the show, this will be up very, very soon on any of the platforms I mentioned. And always remember rackfm.org. Just hit that, hit enter, and you'll see our London page, and there you go. Right, guys, take care. Love you, good. So Until next time. Bye, bye. It's
0: the Rack Show, coming from the Rack Store. With this back in the Mac the back flow. Let's go chilling with the by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making dough, right? But I found this crew and doing alright We wreck, will bitch, ready to fight So many raccoons ready for the boss life I might fly high like a kite ride right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price Giving you respect if it's likewise So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart between lies, laser beam through lean eyes, larry or with clean Life trash mouth mean smile be wise, nft wise, fuck with these guys It's the rack crap from the back lap, 100 these in my backpack, crazy rack crap from the stash app, rack will take a lead in this haystack, it's the rack crap from the back lap, 100 these in my backpack, crazy rack crap from the stash app Rackville taking lead in this haystack. Bless that rack rap from the stash app. Supplying the raccoons with a headbang rap. Rack gang, get the rack wheel, slang like a trash can. Hoodie with fangs and a gold chain. It's either Rackville or the Red pill Best chill, while we get into the first meal. Best pill, best devs with the best skill, no shill, all real. Secret is a great deal. Rack will insane, Shane better stand fast. Robo shooting his tweets with straight facts. Knowledge from the street with the best plan yet. stand gotta eat if you retweet that. Free of a life feed from the base camp. McKenna always ready if you dare that. Buying all raccoons for his rash stash. Trash panda biker gang, motherfucking hashtag. It's the rap clap from the back lap Hundred NFTs in my backpack. Crazy Rack rap from the Stash app Rack Will taking lead in this haystack It's the Rack rap from the back lap. 100 NFTs in my backpack Crazy Rack rap from the Stash
8: app Rack Will taking lead in this haystack Spaces.